Uh, let us sync up. I can't tell from three. Three, two, one. Sync? Well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs>
uh, Brotherhood, I'm still <laughs> yeah. in the beginning stages. I just uh, opened up three beginning guilds. I still don't have uh, any... I still haven't done the like hiring of assassins thing okay. that I hear so much about. So I'm still pretty early, I guess. Uh, but you know, I'm enjoying it. It's, I mean, I try to do everything that I come across because Ooh. I don't want to come back it's if I don't have forever, to. Man. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. feels like like it's really gotten a little monotonous just because there's like two different kinds of flags now plus the feathers. Oh, don't even bother with that. I ignore oh, it. If I see it on the map, I got to get it. Yeah, if you see it on the map, you get it, but don't be obsessed with trying to collect it. Yeah, all. that's what I would do. It's like, oh, it's over there. I'm going to go grab it and then I go on the way back. And then, Well, you said you might be uh, early. The, the thing about that is, if my memory serves me correctly, the, the game has a very slow burn ramp up, so okay. even if you haven't gotten, like, assassins yet, you might still be on normal pace, which, you know... So, so well, you might be actually recently, decently far in. Percentage wise, I think it's around twenty two percent. Yeah, so you're you're kind of already like once you get past that first fifth of the game, like you're gonna start seeing that stuff unfold unless you're collecting feathers all the time. I, I like collecting. <laughs> I have a problem with achievements. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, there are things that I uh, I don't know what else should I not be doing. Like going leaving the animus seems to be. It's an option, oh. but why will I ever need to do that? Uh, it's like it's like some story flesh out. There, there, sh- should I tell? No, I guess you don't have to tell me as long as... No, I was going to tell about the story. I just didn't want to tell you this one thing that might cause you to leave the animus in order to do it. It's more collectibles. Mm-hmm. So there's more collectibles there also? Oh, this is... Wait. <laughs> there's... Oh, oh. Because uh, you're in Monster Union, right? Yeah. It's been a long time since I played that... It's cool to flesh it out, though. Like, and and usually you you can only leave the animus for a limited amount of time anyway. Before, like, I, I think the conceit is that, like, oh, like they'll they're tracking us, and if you're outside too long, they'll see you, and so you have to come back into the animus or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, you're you're never really allowed to spend more than what was it, ten minutes at a time out there? I didn't even know, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I've never spent that much time out there. Okay, so then, yeah, you're, you're you'll be fine. Okay, well then, yeah, it should be fine. Uh yeah, I'll just keep chugging along and yeah, it's it's uh, hopefully it won't uh burn me out in the series because I'm saying I'm still a couple games behind and yeah. right are, now I can't say that I'll play Revelations, Revelations per se, but are are you the type of person who likes or avoids those kind of Prince of Persia esque like environmental puzzle dungeons like you know because they started that in two right so they had those like optional dungeons that you go like oh i'm gonna unlock the armor and yeah. it's like it's just a dungeon all you're doing is swinging it's an environmental puzzle some people avoid that they're just like fuck that i don't want to do that i just want to kill people and want to do the side missions like do you do you do those do you i do i definitely do those but i actually like them it's not just my completionist right. uh attitude yeah I, yeah i think it's a change of pace nice change of pace from everything else you're doing revelations i liked it a lot i think alan and i both liked it a lot but it's it it's it's on a scale of well I really like God of War two so I guess I'll play God of War three and then you're done with God of War three and you're like well that was pretty fun because it was what I expected but I didn't my life wasn't changed by playing it really they they you might have missed this episode of the cast but they I went ballistic over like all the story shit that they do like they treat revelations as hey. Here's this kind of side story you don't really need to know. They drop, like, two or three huge important plot points. Like, if you don't care about that, then that's fine. But they drop two or three important huge plot points, like, in, like, hidden away in, like, the extra content of, like, the corner of that game. And it's just, like... And then the ending of that is so tied into, like, the whole arc 
that it's like you at least have to go on YouTube and watch it. Yeah, I'd probably do that if I yeah. did skip it because there is some of the reveals are kind of vital to understanding how that game is progressing. The stupid. franchise leads. Um, stupid fucking story. <laughs> God. Hey, what are you going to do at this point? Fucking moon people. But, yeah, once you get sucked in, it's hard to escape from a series, I feel. But uh, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep trying at that. I'll keep plugging away until right. it's done. Are you going to buy like every building? Yes, I, almost I will do everything. I, I think I bought every building in uh, Revelations. Oh, but wow. In Brotherhood. Well, I'm saying, like, even now, I'm getting well, a lot well, of money. I'm sorry. Once you get to that point, like, the, the money is just... The, the main buildings. I, I think I only bought, bought, like, two landmarks. But Oh, the main buildings the, as in, like, the, the shops? The shops. Yeah, all the shops. Okay. I did all the shops. And um, I don't think I... I think I might have missed, like, one or two shops in um, in Brotherhood. And I got all the viewpoints in Revelations, which was cool because, like, I was trying to figure out how to get that last one that was at the in the pier, and I realized, oh shit, you have to use a parachute. Like the only time you really have to use a parachute in the game. I didn't get that viewpoint because I forgot about the parachute. <laughs> I did too until the point where I was like, wait a minute, I can jump off the roof and use a parachute, and it's like I can use a parachute over there. And you got it, and I got it. Uh, you know what I always found funny about those games is like, you know, you get a lot of money, and then you're like, oh, I- I'm g- I'm gonna upgrade my suit. I'm gonna have this black flowing cape and these red accents and stuff, and it's like, aren't you supposed to be blending? <laughs> and I always wear the red suit, whatever is it, like crimson, like Byzantine crimson, or uh, like wine, whatever. But it has to be red above all. Uh, the, I walk around with a red suit. All the time. There's a Desmond suit in Revelations. Like once you beat the game, you get a Desmond skin. Yeah. And so in Revelations, there's just like. Hook blade that like propel that that you can use to grab onto things that like you climb faster. Every okay. every game in the series has been more and more like okay, climb faster, climb faster, climb faster. Desmond has no hook, so when I'm running around to Desmond, he just like he hooks onto things with like an invisible thing and he just <laughs> hangs on. And then there's zip lining that uses a hook, but he's not. He's like I'm pantomiming this because people can actually see what I'm doing. But like you know, on a zip line, it's just him mysteriously hanging from this invisible thread on a zip line going down, which is. Worse than what they do in Spec Ops, where they literally just hold the zip line and like their hands don't. I think burn. that would be funny though if <laughs> Desmond did that. And his hands just don't burn. I don't know. It's just it, it's weird, but it's it's fun running around with Desmond. What else, sir? Okay, on the portable side, I've been playing uh, Persona Three Portable, which is also very old. Um, but uh, I'm about twenty hours into that, and it started pretty slowly for me. I didn't. I was, uh, this is my first Persona game. Mm. I played the first Persona, and I was just absolutely lost, like, the similar way. And then I started to understand what was going on, and then pushed through to the end. The first one on that got ported to PSP? Mm-hmm. Not, not a Shin Megami Tensei, but a Persona. No, game. no, it's Shin Megami Tensei Persona. Right, but I mean, like, you know how they have so many fucking, like, offshoots? There's Shin Megami Tensei mainline games, and then there's Persona mm-hmm. games, and then there's, like, the Devil Summoner games, yeah. and all that shit. So... I thought that Shin Megami Tensei itself was a had its own mainline, and it then does. there was okay. it, that's um, Digital Devil Saga and stuff like that. Uh, Nocturne. Oh, my head's exploding. Uh, <laughs> God. Persona is is it's a side story. What was the one that I played? Shin Megami Tensei Digital Devil Summoner. No, D- Devil De- Survivor. See, Devil See? Survivor, See? Devil Summoner Overclocked or something. No, you didn't play Overclocked. Oh, I'm like internet. <laughs> the internet's gonna tell me 
Survivor Overclocked. There's Devil Survivor, and there's also Devil Summer. Yeah, Shin Megami Devil Survivor Overclocked. Yeah. Too many. But that's just a remake of Devil Survivor. Yes, that is But there's Nocturne. But there are three more syllables. Yes. There's Nocturne. There's the first one, which I don't remember. Then there's Digital Devil Saga, which is a two-disc like monster. And then there was Devil Summoner. And now you have Devil Survivor. And then there's another one that's coming out, like Devil Survivor 2 or something. I have the largest Oh, no, no. It was already out. That's already out. There's Devil Survivor 2. many. And then there's Persona. <laughs> Persona so, is like a completely separate thing. So, so how is P3P treating you? Like, is it? Did you play the original, first of all? No. I uh, I mean, it's very different than the usual JRP stuff mm-hmm. that I play. Um, the social element I'm kind of fine with. I, like, It took me a while to realize that that's a lot of the gameplay um i kept oh, thinking like, I, I, I just thought it would be you know social within the game not social like facebook no yeah because yeah, you're in the game right school yeah. and you have Those, to do stuff yeah. in school okay um like I, I didn't understand really what was going on at first with that um <laughs> and why they were asking me to do stuff every day um, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like bullying. So leave me alone i just want to go home and do my homework it, really uh, but now that I'm kind of getting an idea of how the game progresses and you know how you level up some of that stuff, um, I have a pretty stable routine of what to do in a day. Mm. Uh, and the the dungeon, quote unquote, um, I'm not really feeling that. I'm not really feeling oh. the random nature of it and the similar look of it all. What's what's random the the like the the level design or yeah each floor like it's just a big tower and each floor is randomized every time you go there oh god it's, and it's Diablo it's pretty much just for leveling no. up as far as I can see so no. far and uh, damn it I'm not really into that so much do uh, they shoot themselves in the head still yes they do okay <laughs> yes, well, they do. That. <laughs> yeah there is that that's interesting but uh, yeah like the and the whole persona system itself the actual personas. I'm not really sure how how the upgrade system works exactly. Yeah, it's very unique. It seems a lot denser than I care to decipher. Um, and I don't really want to use a fact, um, oh. which it seems like may, I might have to do. You may have to. Not even a fact, but like a, a guide. Yeah, like a guide that like, gives you the structure of the game. That's why I had to so, use so to that you're not cheating, persona. right? So that you're not you're not going like, oh, I don't know what to do here, or something. But just like, well, this is how things work, and yeah, that's yeah, what I do you know for Eastern Odyssey. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll talk about later. do that eventually. But, you know, it's it's entertaining enough, and I'm I'm not lamenting the fact that I'm playing it. So there, there's that. Yeah, mm. you uh, said twenty hours. About twenty hours in, and wow. it seems like I'm not even I, close to yeah, I think that, doing anything. That's like a sixty hour game. Yeah. Or Jesus, the first Persona was forty. And, and this is probably I, long. I was walking around blind through the first half of the game. Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. That's why I gave up on Xenogears. Other than the fact that I can't find my save, that's why I gave up on Xenogears. That, what did? You, what was your end tally for that fucking game? Like, like 70 72 hours? 72 or 73 Jesus, hours. whore. God. And I didn't, like, I wasn't grinding or doing the extra oh. shit. I was yeah. just going through the fucking game. Oh. Yeah, I'm not grinding that's this long either. Fucking game. I, I, I gave up and I went to Xenogears or Xenosaga.wikia.com or whatever and just read up on it. I'm like... This this story is horseshit, <laughs> but it's fine. It probably would have been fine. So P3P on the portable. Yeah, and it sucks that I'm paying it in portable, which means I don't play it that often. So you oh. know, it's probably going to take me a couple months to get to the end, but whatever. Do you have a PSP that hooks up to the TV? 
Uh, is it not that, that I know of. Which model is that? I think like the three thousand does. If I you have get a two thousand. No, I think the two thousand might as well. They all do if you connect. A, you have to buy a cable though. Even the shitty one that I that that. Huh. Yeah, that cable has been out. I still wouldn't do it. I uh, if I'm gonna play it at home, I'll just play it on the PSP and not be like whatever. Oh, okay. I just wouldn't when I'm home. You're just I'm playing the console to, thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, you should travel more then. Yeah, I should. <laughs> uh, and the third thing is the uh, with the game I play with my girlfriend, uh, which is I'm The Walking Dead right now. Nice. She's not your girlfriend anymore. No, I guess she's my fiance. She now. she's his finance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Walking I'm on, Dead uh, for what? For 360 I'm playing it on You run into any of those game breaking bugs? Uh, nothing game breaking Performance wise I've seen some issues mm-hmm. that I've heard about like, yeah, it's Sometimes heard like in a Situation where I have to do something Where I die It I, yeah, it doesn't show up fast enough when I need to be doing Oh I see It doesn't like, scroll fast enough and then it is Like know. a first person moment where they're like alright shoot this thing Or like choose yeah. And, and by the like, time I, the cursor even comes up I have like a fraction of a second to move it and, Oh uh, that's frustrating That sucks. But you know it doesn't happen that often uh, So I mean like opportunity for that to even mess you up Doesn't happen that often Right uh, And so you know we're, we're enjoying it It's um I'm up to episode 4 now I've been doing them all in one sitting. Uh, you just pick a day and do the whole thing. Oh, that's good. I'm that's still stuck the way on to do two. It. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's like it's not hard. You just need to find the time to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we, we're enjoying it. We're, I let usually let her make most of the harder decisions. That was going to be my question: was who who makes the decisions? <laughs> yeah, because that's the way I can keep her uh, invested. Yeah, yeah, good um, way. And yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's gotten a lot of awards um, last year, and I don't know if I'm that high on it, but it's definitely something new for me since I don't really play many adventure games. Right. Um, but I like, and I just played Heavy Rain before that, immediately before that. Oh, that's an interesting transition. It it from Heavy is. Rain to this. Um, and I mean, I might I might have liked Heavy Rain more, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you. Like. That wasn't the case with me, but I wouldn't blame you. Like that, they, that game did a lot of interesting things. Um, control wise, <laughs> Walking Dead is better. I hated the controls in Heavy Rain, but you know, oh. look, I, I do. I'm walking. I'm enjoying Walking Dead a lot. And uh, what kind of, what kind of character is Lee for you? Is he like, is he very assertive? Is he more like wait and see, or is he just dot dot dot? No, he's definitely not dot dot dot. He's not. Uh, he is. Uh, he's a nice guy. He. I usually play all my characters as nice people yeah um and uh clementine we we've kind of adopted her as as our own (laughs) oh and and so anything uh associated with her like she gets whatever she wants essentially we spoil her yeah i feel sorry for her like when i had to divvy out the food she was the first person oh definitely it's like clem you know you're gonna get whatever you want want. just choose any of these five things Please, yeah, I think I gave. I her, found like, your hat. <laughs> I gave I gave her what I thought would be the most delicious thing that she could have, and I can't remember what that was, but it certainly wasn't the half-eaten apple. Oh yeah, yeah. it was I not. I wanted to. I think it was like the power bar or some shit. I was like, here, you're a kid. You need like energy and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, otherwise I try to do what I feel like. I don't. I'm not playing Lee as a character. I guess I'm more. You so, play him as you. Not even me. I'm I'm doing like the Mass Effect thing where I choose what I think the best answer is, 
I'm not oh, really developing okay. a personality for Lee. Okay. Mm. Uh, but it's worked out so far in yeah. terms of the decisions that have been made. There's been a couple times where we've almost like reset the game and like we, we no, that's not really. I didn't know that would happen. Yeah. Stop, stop. Right. But no, I, uh, after the heavy rain stuff, I was like, no, no, we're not doing that anymore. So uh, then it's like this is this is the it's meant yeah, to just be. Yeah, yeah. That's the way. Yeah. It's and if gone. you wanted to do it again, then you start from the beginning. Yeah, well, no, we're not gonna do that either. But yeah, this is, <laughs> this is the story, and this is it'll play out the way it plays out. So yeah, it's it's a good time. I see the game of the year stuff. I was like, I, I don't, I don't want to get into that discussion of like, is it really a game? Because eh, it's a game. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a game. And like, I actually really am glad that it won it less because I thought it deserved it, and more because I it it, it goes in complete contrast with how like you and I talk about basketball and with with our other friends, right? Where like you know the best should get the best. It's like no, this wasn't the best game for me or in my opinion, but I think. You know, for something like this to get recognition, it's going to have to go above and beyond and get some type of huge award in order to get in order to get people to be talking about it. And I think that it's an interesting enough experience that people should be talking about it. Mm. So yeah, like I was happy at one. I don't think it really was, but then again, how many games from 2013 did I actually play? So I don't 2012? know. 2012. 2012. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are you sent from the future? To have a podcast with us today. You know, I last episode when I listed off the games that I played, which were like two, um, in t- that were from 2012. I I think I feel like I forgot one that I beat and absolutely adored, and I can't remember it now. And I meant to bring it up again. So fuck. Nah. What else have you been playing before we move on? <laughs> I'll think about it. Well, well, I, I was playing Chaos Rings also, and then oh yeah, was lazy on my phone somewhere, lost, and lost. I mean, it's it's a time kill. There's nothing really more to say about that. It's I put a lot of time into it, but I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it, it's not hard. There's not really anything to do in the different levels. Um, and like I I played through once entirely with one uh, couple, and the second time through with a different couple, it's taken like a quarter of the time because there's no searching to be done. I know what the best setup is oh you, you you know the critical path through the yeah yeah and and you know it's it's busy work i i feel like i'm gonna beat it with everybody with just because there's like there's a screen you can open up which shows uh how much you haven't done mm. and there's oh that's dangerous there's too many question marks on there that <laughs> it upsets me and so i'm gonna keep doing it um but it upsets yeah. you it's it's. I must not have question marks on screen. Going hard <laughs> on the mobile games. I'm I'm looking through my Steam list to see what that fucking game was that I didn't think about. But anyway, is that I, I, any anything else that you're playing? Uh, well, I played FTL for like an hour. Ah. I installed it and played it, but it's I don't really count that yet because I really you were just kind of dabbling. I was just kind of curious, as, so I would know what people were talking about. Did you die yet? I the first my first game I died on the very first encounter. Oh shit. <laughs> It's supposed to be that hard. <laughs> well, because I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, even though I did do the tutorial, so I don't really. I yeah, it's embarrassing. But the second time through, I I lasted for a while. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good game. It's it's fun. But yeah, I I'm probably won't play that much. That one. On the fence, I should say, not the edge. I, I don't know. I I, I need like a, a portable computer to be able. To, I feel like. Oh, very interesting you should say that, given what our topics are this week. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Anything else? No, that's it. Ah, oh, right. what you been playing? Me. Me. <laughs> um, Itchy. Tasty. I have been playing Got Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2, or should I say FFTA 2. Laws. And, um... Fucking laws. Yeah, fucking laws in this game are fucking silly, but I, I work my way around them. I mean, how the fuck do you have a law that you aren't, you can't get robbed? How you, but, I don't, like, what type of physical control do you have over getting robbed? If a character walks up to you and is a thief, and they decide they want to steal your gill, and there's a 50% chance, what can you do about that? It's not like before the match, you could choose, I mean, granted, alright, you could theoretically, choose characters that have sticky fingers but what if you don't have characters that have the sticky fingers ability sticky fingers prevents things from being stolen uh you know what if you don't have that stuff then you gotta fight you basically just have to murder the characters before they decide to steal which you know like in particular this this battle that i had where i had not get robbed they did the thieves did not want to steal on me so i'm good anyway i uh i have 53 hours logged into that game and I have, uh, I don't know how far I am because I've been doing a lot of side shit. And technically, I think I should have been finished with the game if I've been playing 53 hours. I mean, it's tactics. The original tactics, I have like 200 hours or whatever. Oh, but blah, 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 blah. I don't know what game it is, by the way. But, I, uh, yeah, I'm never going to find this fucking game. <laughs> um, God damn it. I stopped playing it so that I could start playing Etrian Odyssey 2 because I have Whoa. been playing the Ultima series lately. Ooh. So now the Ultima series. Um I played Ultima One and that game was made in nineteen eighty one. I believe I talked did I talk about that on the last podcast? At no. Odyssey? Or or Ultima? Ultima. Because I bought it what? Mm-hmm. Actually no, I bought it on New Year's or something like that. So I probably didn't talk about it. So you actually bought it? Yeah, I bought Ulti- the Ultima collection for eight dollars oh, okay. uh, okay. off of good old games is Ultima one through nine. And Ultima Underworld one and two. Which I probably won't play because Ultima on the World One and Two are just dungeon crawlers, and uh, I'll you'll see why I don't really like dungeons in this game. So um, Ultima One, it is uh, you know a, a game where basically you create it, you, you create a character. It could be a warrior, or a thief, or a priest, or a wizard. I think I don't even remember, but. Essentially, you create a character and they drop you in the world and you have to basically run for your life to the town so that you can buy food and um, and equipment so that you can survive. This is a roguelike, so essentially you... Uh, they, he built it like that? No, it's it's wow. it's essentially a roguelike. Like, okay, no, because uh, I, I had no context over uh, about like what... Anyway. Um, it's, it's basically like one of the foundations of... Comp- computer RPGs like I mean you know they they make fun of wizardry <laughs> in these games because wizardry came out around the same time and wizardry is also like one of the fathers of computer RPGs yeah but um you know every time you move the characters on the screen move and you consume food when you move so you have you have to manage that you manage food so that you don't die and you also manage HP so that when you're in battles the you don't die from running out of HP but the weird thing about this game is that you uh, you, you gain XP to um, – I'm trying to remember the difference between Ultimate 1 and 2. Um, 2 okay. has a guard that you have to kill and then sends the guards after well, you. Well, no, 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 no,
He wasn't there. <laughs> his he was picture just, was. Yeah, his picture was there. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the the way Ultimate One worked was that you had to travel to these towns and talk to the kings, and the kings would ask you to do things. You had to, like, for example, one king said you have to kill a gelatinous cube in a dungeon. <laughs> and, okay, that's perfectly fine. All right, I'll go and Wayne's you know, World. Kill, gelat- kill a gelatinous cube. Come back up. Another one was like, "Oh, you have to go to. You have to look at this sign." And this, this was the weird thing about Ultima. You didn't have. You did have levels in the game, but the levels didn't mean anything. And levels don't mean anything in, in Ultima, which is ridiculous. It's like, why fucking have levels? Why have experience if it doesn't mean anything? You so, can be. I mean, what do they do with it? Then? Well, in in Ultima One, you had to be at least level eight to finish the game. Because oh, well, if if you get to level eight, if you're not at level eight and you rescue a princess, the princess won't tell you where the time machine is to get to. There's a time machine. Yes. <laughs> let, let, let me tell you how ridiculous Ultima is. Machine. Yes. All right. I have to actually like. Fuck? I gotta go. I gotta backpedal for a second. The story of Ultima is he, this. He's standing up now. I am standing up because this. I have to make some serious explanations <laughs> here. Ultima one. The story goes as this: There is a wizard, mundane, who is immortal. He's he's basically exacted his power on the the world of Cesaria. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that can be done. He is immortal. He has this gem that makes him impervious to any kind of damage. Asshole. And that's just you know the the world is under his control. That's when you take the gem. You can't take the gem because he's immortal. So, what you you've been you're you're like a wandering stranger, and then you know they. You you have actually like wandered onto Caesarea. You're not actually from there, which is weird. Anyway, um, you you have been tasked with trying to save the world because the only way to save the world would be to go back into time, go back in time to before he became immortal, and basically destroy the source of power, which is the gem, and kill him. You love time travel. And yeah, yeah, I do love time travel, but this was really fucking weird. It, this is the weird part about it. You have, you have to A, reach level 8 so that the princess could tell you about time travel. B, you had to rescue a princess who was trapped in her what, own... What, you're not good enough for her? No, here's the thing. <laughs> oh, oh, if you're not level 8, yeah, it, it, you're, you're just not strong enough for her to tell you what, what's going on. But here's the thing. Yeah, I bought right. you a drink. Mm-hmm. In every castle, this is the weirdest part, not the weirdest part of the game. This is one of the weirdest parts of the game. In every castle, there is a king, and there is a jester, mm-hmm. and there are guards. And there's a princess in a fucking prison. Why in a castle where you're talking to the king and the king sends you out on a quest to go do something, there is a princess in a fucking prison. Every single castle. <laughs> Are you sure it's a prison and they just didn't have the graphics to show that maybe she was her, her it bedroom says window? says prison. Just- <laughs> <laughs> and the jester runs around like, I have the key. I have the key, right? So you kill the jester and now all the guards are chasing you. You get the key and you go to the prison and there's a 50% chance that that's the wrong key. Mm. So you, you you save the princess. You unlock the thing. And she follows you. And she actually provides a wall for you because they won't attack the princess. And, of course, they move like the same way. Like You, you move down. They move. And, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. They converge on you. And all the enemies make a beeline towards you. But the fucked up thing about the game is that the enemies can attack and diagnose. You can't. Oh, so that's unfair. It's unfair. Yes, but I guess it's a part of the quote-unquote challenge. So what you have to do is you have to be strong enough to be able to defeat some of the guards, and then you can basically just try and run and absorb some of the damage, or hopefully they try and attack you and miss. And you leave with the princess, and you get 500 life, 500 experience, 500 gold, and um, 
that's it. Yeah, because those are. It only, and I don't sex. think you get five hundred food. Is that you a might, lot? Yeah, actually, I think you do get five hundred food too. Is that and a lot? Or yeah, it's it's a good amount. Like there's okay. that. That's one thing you do. You basically can go back and forth into the cafe, and of course, every time you leave and come back, they have no knowledge of you. So you can but, steal shit and then leave and come back and everything is fine. Hence how you could kill that guard over and over and, again. Yeah, yeah. I'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> so you can go into the castle, save the princess, and then leave. Get the 500 of everything and then go back into the castle, save the princess, and not have to fight anybody mm-hmm. in, out in the world. Except, you know, in this game, dungeons are actually pretty fucking cool. You go into a dungeon and, like, every three levels the enemies change and it gets a little more difficult, but... Um, the, the, the dungeon's like wireframe or whatever, and it's like black with like just, it looks wireframe. And you oh, around, okay, I see and, what you mean. And yeah, the enemies yeah, yeah. pop up, and you kill them, and it's, you know, you go into the dungeon, and you kill enemies, and when you leave, you actually get HP afterward. So, you know, it kind of compensates for how tough the game is, because you can kind of go in and kill a couple of enemies in the beginning, get a little bit of XP, and then come out, and you'll have more life. And then you'll go back in, and you can keep doing that, kill easy enemies, oh, okay. and you get life back. So, so you're not saying that it increases your max; it just gives well, there you... is no max. You just have oh. a, you just have an HP value, and it, the game is so old that if you actually go beyond nine 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 nine, you'll wrap over to zero, and you can die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, video it's games the same as with food. If wow, you, if you get over nine 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 foods, like say if you bought one food and you were at nine 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 nine, you're dead instantly because you have no food. That's fucked up. Yeah, but it's also 1981. What, what can you say? Um, I was born in 1981. I didn't turn out fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So anyway, um, you, you, you basically go through this process of grinding levels until you're like level 8. And then <laughs> until you have the, an, enough money to buy the, the best armor, or, or, or a reflex suit, and a shuttle. Then you go out into outer space. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. You go into outer space, and you fly, and you have to destroy... Uh, 20 spaceships outside in outer space that look like TIE fighters. What? And the, the, the way that that works is so fucked up because you, you basically, you, you take the shuttle, right? It goes 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, lift off, and it goes up in space, and then you're, uh, you're orbiting the planet. You, um, you have to. <laughs> Can you imagine if this were a modern day game and it was Kojima directing it? No, I don't want to. <laughs> So, so what, now here's the fucked up part. Oh they God. turn it into a, like a, a shitty ass action game because what you have to do is you have to take the shuttle and you have to uh, switch ships. You like because the shuttle can't fire on anybody, so you switch ships to like one of the fighter ships, and it has a limited amount of fuel. There's one that has a lot of fuel and uh, a little shield, and then one has a lot of shield and a little bit of fuel, and you kind of have to balance that. Yeah, and. You fly on out, and you, you get into these places where there are enemies, and it's a screen with the stars coming at you, and the, the, the ships 3D. look like little H's and whatnot, and they kind of get bigger, but the thing is, the ships move like away from your target, so you, oh. and the target is based on like the keyboard, so it's like, and it moves very slowly. So, I'm sure everybody listening can yeah, see that. Yeah, pantomime. <laughs> this, is, this is for the studio. The, 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 the studio. studio, the bedroom. Yeah. So... Now, the fucked up thing about the, the space in Ultima 1 is that the enemies, yes, uh, other than the fact that it exists, is that the enemies kind of appear sometimes off on the periphery, and then they fly away oh. onto the outer end. So you basically just have to wait for an enemy to pop up like near the center of the screen. So They're cock-teasing it. Like, hey. And then sometimes they come out on the sides, and then they get close enough to fire on you, and they'll fire. And sometimes it'll be like off, way off, and sometimes they'll hit you. 
And then you're like, I can't even fight back because the enemies are going to just, like, they, they just go away off to the side of the screen when I try and move my cursor toward them. What you have to do is, uh, like, you move the cursor toward them and they move away from the cursor. So you have to kind of bring the cursor toward the edge of the screen so that they can move toward the center of the screen and stay on the screen and get bigger so that you can shoot them because you can't shoot them when they're too far away. But they can shoot you when they're too far away. It's fucked up. So you have to kill 20 of them and you become a space ace. He's mean. After you're, to- after you're a space ace and you're level 8, the princess tells you what a time machine is. You go in the time machine and you end up immediately at the – it's like you get in the time machine and you end up in front of the final boss. And uh, Before he's immortal. Before he's immortal. Okay. And the, 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 the gem is there and you destroy the gem. And the thing is you have to have like 8,000 hit points because when you destroy the gem, you lose 6,000 hit points. Because what? the gem is so oh. strong, like it, it backfires on you, and <laughs> that's mean. So, the, so it could totally be a complete like, hey, you won. No, no, didn't win. Well, no, no. After you destroy the gem, then you have to kill the wizard. Oh, you have to do that first. Yeah, because right. if you don't kill the wizard, he has like near. Like, I'm never playing this game. It, well, you, <laughs> you probably no. So anyway, I'm just you, mad right you, now. You chase the wizard around, you fight him, and he turns into a bat, and then he just he, he's a bitch to chase, and there's fire erupting mm-hmm. everywhere, and you have to dodge the fire and, and kill the bat, and boom, you win the game. Game over. Ultima 2. Uh, basically, Ultima 2 takes place on Earth, where, you, where the main character's from, and you find out that um, in, this, in, the, uh, in the Earth, on the Earth, whatever you want to fucking call it, Everybody's been living just fine, and all of a sudden these fucking time doors start popping up, and people realize they can go back in time or forward in time, and they everybody's like kind of happy, but they don't want to really think about why the fuck time doors just popped up, and like the biggest minds on the planet are like, oh my god, is it is there like some evil force that just kind of popped up? Yes. We don't really want to think about that, so let's just use the time doors and be all, you know all happy or not. Then they find this time of legends, which is the time before time, and then something happens. I don't really remember the story that well, but essentially time. you find out that Mondane, the boss from the first game, had an apprentice named Minox, and she's an enchantress. She is the one that kind of fucked with the earth and the time thing, thing and has created all these time doors and whatnot. And resides in the time of legends, the time before time, and and she hates like everybody and everything. And destroyed the world oh, in twenty one twelve. So she destroyed the Earth in twenty one twelve. And when you actually go to twenty Earth twenty one twelve, there's nothing there but the USSR. But let's not go there. Um, so in Ultimate Two, you start out, you have to run for your life as usual. Like I said with the first game, you gotta go and get food and stuff like that. And it's a very slow grind of trying to get and you know get experience. And experience means absolutely nothing in this game. What? You can be it's all it is is just like oh, every hundred experience points you get increases your level, and okay. you don't get any stats because in the Ultimate One, the the way you got stats. Was you had to look at signposts all over. What? It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> you look at a signpost and it goes, and it signposts so you gain four stamina. And then you have to go to another I... signpost, you gain like four wisdom. And you go back to the other signpost and you gain four stamina. You go to another one, you get, and then you do the quest I was telling you about with the kings. And one of them, the, 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 the king gives you a gem. You need four gems in order to finish the game. And then the other, the other kings give you a stat. I'm so confused. It's, it's terrible. 
Because some of the kings, <laughs> it is it does sound it's terrible. terrible. Well, because the kings would tell you, go and look at this signpost and come back, and do not come back until you've done it. <laughs> okay. And then you go look at the fucking signpost, and he gives you a gem that you need to finish the game. Like, okay, thanks. I just gained some stats, and I got a gem. And then the other guys like go down to this dungeon and defeat this strong ass enemy, and you gotta go and fucking do that. And oh, let me tell you, all you gotta do is go in the dungeon, and you have these spells that create ladders in front of you. And so you use the ladder down. So say, say you got to go all the way down to level 10, mm. which is like I think level 10 is the, the is one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight. Yeah, 10 is the lowest level. And that's where the strongest enemies are. You're not going to go and go through the dungeon and search for fucking ladders and shit. And sometimes there are doors that prevent you from getting any further and you need to be a cleric or something to open the door. And then there are the monsters like the gelatinous cube that if you fight it, it eats your armor. You're like, what the fuck? I don't know. And then there are thieves that fucking steal shit from you. And it's just ridiculous. So you go in with 10 ladder down potions or ladder down spells, 10 ladder up spells. You go in, ladder down, ladder down, anywhere, ladder down, anywhere. And then on top of that, you can ladder down into an area that's outside the map or something like that. So every time you turn, all you see is a wall. And then there are enemies that come towards you. And I wish fight people you could see Al while you're stuck in, in the place. fucking wall. Oh. And then you do a ladder down, and all of a sudden the level opens up. And you're like, oh shit, there's actually a level here. And there's a ladder in front of me. Go down the ladder. Go down the ladder. Go down to level 10. Kill a Balrog. Which is Balrog. You know, fucking demon. Winged demon. You kill him. Mike and then ladder up. Ladder up. Ladder up. Ladder up until you get out. And then you get XP. And you go to the king. And the king says, oh, you have done so well. Let me give you 10, st- 10 strength. I was going to say 10 stamps. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 10 stamps. So anyway, it's from my collection. In Ultima Two, it's, it's worse. The United States president. First stage. off, there is absolutely no reason to go to the multitude of dungeons in the game. No reason at all. You don't even have. You don't have to step foot in a dungeon at all. Uh, it, it's the journey. Originally, the... originally you had to go into a dungeon, and and there's a dungeon in Greenland that you go into, and you can go Wait, down. Literally, to, Greenland. Well, literally, Greenland. It's because it's, Ultima Two takes place on Earth. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, real Earth. Real Earth. And so there's a dungeon in Greenland, and you go in, and if you go down to the bottom level, like all the chests have trilithiums, and trilithiums are necessary to go out into outer space. Again? <laughs> Wait, I'm not, I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. So <clears throat> you start out in the year 1430 BC. What? BC. I, 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 but you you go into this town that's like on like Europe or whatever, and the the, the world is still kind of like interconnected. The the continents are kind of interconnected. Yeah. So like there's a town like in Europe, and then there's another town in Africa, and the town in Africa is the town that I made the video of, where there's a thief standing outside. You talk to the thief, and he goes, "Hey, you want to buy a watch?" And then there's like guards around and whatnot, and. Uh, when you get to a particular strength in the game, you can kill that thief, get XP and drops, because thieves have like a lot of different drops, including yeah. trilithiums. So you kill the thief and you leave, and it gives you a much faster rate of uh, money and item drops. Then, and it, you're not going to lose any health because you just walk in, you kill the guy, you leave. Because if, if you kill the guy, in ta- if you attack anybody in town, the guards will all come after you. The guards are pretty strong. But the fucked up thing about the guards is that every so often, there's a guard that's invincible. <laughs> and that guard that's standing right outside of town is the one that's invincible. So um, that's what I had to do to gain experience. But in order to, to actually gain stats in order to finish the game, you have to go into 1990 AD. What? 
we're using the time doors, you have to go to 1990 AD. There's four time periods. There's 9 million BC, 1430 BC, 1900 AD, and 2112 AD, as well as the time of legends, which is just the final place. So in 1990, there is... uh, in North America, New San Antonio. And what? in New San Antonio, there's the Hotel California. And in the Hotel California, there is a clerk. Wait, there is a clerk. I don't understand. <laughs> Why would you put that there? Anyway, uh, copyright time <laughs> bomb. Um, <sighs> there is a clerk New in San Hotel Antonio. California. And this, this is something like, you know, this is how fucked up the game is. Like, they don't really tell you this stuff in the game. They don't really tell you this stuff in the manual. But you walk up to the clerk and he goes, welcome to Hotel California. If you offer him money, he will raise a stat for you. Give him money. But there is a chance that he will, if you offer him money, he will say, thank you very much. And take, take your money and not raise any stats. <laughs> um, but if you gave him money and he goes, Alakazam, he will raise a random stat by four times however much money you gave him in hundreds. Oh, okay. So you give him 600 uh, gold. He will raise whatever random stat 24. based on how many stat yeah by twenty four. He will raise it based on however many steps you took, and it's weird. What? Whatever the, the the stat is, you have no control over it technically, but you do. Like if you go inside, you take the same number of steps to him. Sometimes it'll always do the same stat, whatever. So what I had to do, I had to kind of figure that out, and I raised my strength up to like a nice high number, and then I raised my agility to ninety nine because I was a thief. And I could steal everything with the high agility. And I raised my stamina so that I wouldn't die. Um, and then some of the other stats went up by mistake. And I'm like, uh, let me restart the game and go. And Did Richard Garrett program all this shit by himself? I think I it was think him and, was, and one other person. Were either of them drunk and high at the same time? Richard no. Garrett admitted For the that he was just trying to experiment with some new shit in Ultimate 2. And Ultimate 2 was like the worst of the bunch compared to like Ultimate 9, which is a fan disappointment. But Ultimate 2 is really not a good game. Um, Clearly, because I mean, they took shit away from Ultima One that was actually good in Ultima One, like going into a dungeon and coming out and getting a reward for it. You don't do that anyway. It's like you go into the dungeon and you don't get HP, and on top of that, you go into the dungeon and it's dark and you need a torch. You can't even get out the bitch if you don't have a torch. <laughs> that was you my can't... first mistake. I started the game and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, and then I and go, you die, and I, I no, I didn't die because there were no enemies. But I went into this tower. I didn't know it was a tower. I thought it was a fucking town. And I go in and it goes, it's dark. I'm like, okay. Uh, I didn't move. And so I press K because K is climb. You can climb the ladder out. And it said, climb what? It's dark. <laughs> oh, like, for luck. Oh. So I was literally stuck. Feel around the, the walls. I was literally stuck in the tower and I had to turn it off and start over again. Because it saves, right? Well, I could have not started over because it saved right before I went in the tower. But there was no reason to even go in the fucking tower anyway. Because once you get the trilithiums and stuff like that, you have you raise your levels and you you either you pay the guy from Hotel California all his fucking money to raise it's your stats. California and in Texas. You go in, yeah, and then you go in. Uh, you you have ships that that you either steal or ships that come out, you have to have a blue tassel in order to go. This is what? Yeah. So you have to have blue tassels that drop from random enemies, mostly thieves. And Does it work if I do it twice? <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a blue tassel, right? And the ships, like pirate ships, they come out of nowhere and they try and attack you. But if you have blue tassel, you can just walk up on the ship and they take you as, your, as their captain. And now, all of a sudden, now I have a ship. I can go around, and, and there's a bug in the game where if you get on the ship, there's a duplicate ship, and 
you could actually take over the second ship and make a third ship, and you can make like a line of ships, so you could just kind of make a ship bridge Galaga. to go to uh, from one continent to another. It sounded like you said shit bridge. No, it's actually I ship prefer bridge. that version. <laughs> shit bridge. So anyway, you go to you, you you have to go and hijack a plane from. Oh, another town. Like, everything is, like, stealing shit. Like, they don't give you anything in these games. You actually have to go... This game is repugnant. Morally repugnant. It is quite morally repugnant, but you have to do what you gotta do. You go into town, and you, you attack these motherfuckers. You go into... You, you unlock the doors, and you go out to chase, and you're like, what the fuck? And you steal the fucking plane. You steal the plane, and steal. inside the plane, you can go through the time door. So now, you can move freely in all the different time periods. So you go into twenty one twelve and you go to USSR because US in 2112, twenty one twelve everything is okay. completely inaccessible and you have to have a plane. In order the to USSR the still exists. Yeah, the USSR wow. is the only place that exists in twenty one twelve, and they make all these stupid KGB jokes and, and silly things. And you you go and now you have to go into the USSR and steal a rocket to go into outer space again. You go into outer space and you have to go to Planet X to be recognized by this guy named Father Antos who's in this plant in this town and it's ridiculous but you have to be recognized by him so that you can get a ring that allows you to pass through force fields he's still standing up i am still standing up yeah it allows you to pass through force fields so that you can finish the game you have to get a sword from this guy and they don't tell you about that you have to get a sword from this guy in a prison you give him 500 gold he gives you the sword so that's the strongest weapon in the game then you have to go out in space go to planet x there are other plans to explore the planets in our solar system they're not worth it there are other... Uh, oh, I so it's Mass Effect. Basically. <laughs> uh, it, you know, you can go to the sun and you'll die. Or you can... Uh, and then here's the other thing. If you don't have the, the vacuum suit, which is the strongest armor in the game, and you get in a rocket, it'll you go hyperwarp and you explode because you don't have a space suit on. Makes sense, right? <laughs> they give Do they the tell you this? Go, well, yeah. So if you get in the rocket and you launch the rocket, <laughs> you will go into outer space with no suit and die. Immediately. So anyway, at least you don't have to do the stupid space ace shooting the fucking TIE fighter shits. But you do have to go to a planet, and then you have to land the rocket. And now, mind you, my computer is a you know, quad-core fucking phenom shit with uh, you know, good graphics. So, it's not an x86 DOS 286. Yeah, it's not, a, it's not an 8086. High mem.sys. There is no high mem back in 1982. <laughs> or not even you only Jesus. have 640K. That's oh it. Oh, my God. So and and mind you, this in this game out. you press Q to quit and it saves your game, but you're still in the game because in order to actually quit, you have to turn off the machine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, now it's time to pantomime again. So I'm sorry, listeners, but <laughs> essentially, once you go into outer space and you go to Planet X, he hasn't pantomimed anything of worth yet. Don't worry. And I'm trying to remember what I was supposed to be pantomiming. Uh, you go see Father Antos. You come back to Earth, and you go get the ring from the guy. You have to, from another guy who's under a tree. Um, it literally says A T R E E because anyway, it's, these are the stupid in jokes of Lord British. And you talk to him. You recognize my father, and so you give him another 500 gold. And there's all this fucking gold that you need. I'm getting from killing this one thief who only gives you between like. Zero and twenty gold per kill, and I've never seen zero or twenty. I've seen like fifteen, seventeen, seventeen is the most. So like, how many times I had to go and kill that and one? How guy long did you... your son watch you do this? He how long did the picture of your son watch you do this? That picture is still on my computer. Anyway, <laughs> so I did that. What was I supposed he's, to? He's getting confused now. 
I don't know. Anyway, you get all this shit together. And you go to the time of legends, the time before time. And oh, oh, I know what I was gonna say. When you go out into outer space and you land, you land on a planet. The rocket is. This is one of the challenges of the game. The rocket is hurling. Is like flying down. Like it's you're supposed to be trying. He looks to like land. he's trying to give somebody a pile driver right now. Stop it. So the screen is moving, and the, the rocket is moving in a diagonal, like down in a diagonal, and the world is squirrel, scrolling like this, and my computer's really fast. So it's just going... You have to land on grass. If you land on anything other than grass, you die. That's realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Now, you have to time it right on your fast computer, or you can slow down DOSBox. Obviously, I'm not going to slow down DOSBox because I just want to be able to do it without having to just fuck with the system. So when you leave to go out of outer space, you can't save because they don't want you to be stranded in outer space because uh, that can happen. Okay, um, that's fair. Kind so I, fair. I went into outer space, went to Planet X. Luckily, I landed the shit right, and I went to the castle. I did what I had to do, came back, flew up back to Earth, and crashed to the mountain, and I had to do it all over again. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like a 10-minute process. Oh. But, you know, that kind of thing is kind of annoying. So oh, that. that. Of all the things, that's the one thing that's annoying. <laughs> so then after that. That one thing. <laughs> no, that was actually, that literally, I mean, it, 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 that was pretty much the most annoying thing about this game. Okay. So then, uh, oh, other than the final boss where I had to chase the final boss from the upper right corner of the screen to the lower right corner, well, not the screen, of the map. From the upper right corner of the map to the lower right corner of the map. Because every time I hit her, she would teleport to the other corner of the map. Oh. And you have to run around. And you have all these Balrons chasing you. Like, of course, one of every three is invincible. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm running around, and the Balrons put you to sleep. And if, you, if you're that unlucky sap that gets put to sleep, then all of a sudden the game goes really fast. And it's like, ew, And you go to sleep. And all of a sudden, all the enemies just go, and start hitting the shit out of you. Because the game is really fast, and now there's no user input. He's moving his hands really and they, fast. And they, they hit the shit out of you, and you, all you see is the number that represents your hit points go down really fast. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you see, miss, 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 hit, hit, miss, 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 hit, hit, until you wake up, and then guess what? Eww, they put you to sleep again, and they surrounded you, so you, there's nothing you can do. That reminds me of how you got stuck in that paralyzed loop when you're oh, playing Final God. Fantasy IV. After fucking years. Anyway, so <laughs> I beat Minox, and she's dead. Now I'm playing Ultima 3, which is Ultima Exodus, and Ultima Exodus is about their son named Exodus, who... <laughs> <laughs> so you come to find out that Minox and Mondain have a son named Exodus who um, is threatening the world. Now we're back never in Cesarea. i these games. We're, we're, we're back in Cesarea. Like, you know, the Earth has been saved, and now the threat is back to Cesarea again. So anyway. San Antonio. Um, I I haven't really played too much of it. it. It's the first ultimate game where there's a party, which is pretty good, but at the same time, it's not so good because now you've got... What year was it made? 83. Damn it. Because uh, one was in 81, two was in 82, three was in 83. Not advanced enough um, yet. I know where this is going. So, okay, I've told you all the basically all the real serious issues with um, Ultima, where that they exist. experience levels don't mean anything. Uh, you know, in order it to goes too stats, fast you on your computer. To... Oh, yeah, yeah. I already told you about stats. It, well, no, the, the computer speed. That's just, <laughs> uh, that that's just that rocket thing that was just ridiculous. Which, thankfully, you don't go into outer space in Ultimate Three. 
Oh, well. But that, you do that go you know into of. another dimension. That, yeah, that you know of. No, no, no. I do. I, I know everything that I, because in order to understand the game, I have to actually have to look at a walkthrough. So I know everything that you're supposed to do in the game. You can technically beat the game without having to do anything. Any, you can't, you do, this is the fucked up thing about Wait, Ultima. did you look at a walkthrough of two before you went through it and then knew everything you had to do and still went through it anyway? Yes. <laughs> but that game because, is I, because I paid for the shit. What? You paid and, for and, it? And I actually kind of liked it. You're a masochist. I, no, I don't know. There's just something. There's just something about grinding. I like. I like grinding. And How it, long do these games take? Uh, it took me about a week, I think, each. How many hours does that translate into of uh, your life? Probably around fifteen hours wow. on Ultimate Two, and maybe about four. Yeah. Thank one. God you're playing Etrian Odyssey now, then. Yeah. Uh, so at least there are colors in that game. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's, it, you know, this back. At least it runs well, they, at the normal upgrade. speed that they the up, OS wanted to run upgrades. at. There are upgrades. There are mods for like or patches for Ultima to to bring them into like VGA or whatnot. But I refuse to fuck with it. Uh, so I'm I'm still working with CGA graphics. Oh my god. But anyhow, Ultima three. You have four characters. Experience levels mean nothing. Again, actually. Do they? No, they don't. Um, because when you gain a level, you don't My gain any stats. The only way you gain stats is if you go into Ambrosia, which is this like um, alternate dimension that you have to access by getting uh, sucked into a whirlpool that randomly travels the world. Um, I want to punch Lord British. <laughs> I really do. But every time you gain a level, you get um, you get your your uh, maximum HP goes up if you talk to Lord. Oh British. wow! Oh, if you talk to something, you have to talk to Lord British. Oh, son of a uh, but the signpost. No, well, there's no signpost. Uh, Thank God. You talk to Lord British every time you get a level, but here's the thing. They changed, They completely changed like, how the game works now. You have party battle where... See, remember the video I just showed you? Like, basically, fighting happens on the overworld, and you attack in what direction, and that person is what you attack. It's kind of like an action-adventure game. What you see is what you get. But now in Ultimate roguelike 3-ish. Hmm? Roguelike-ish. Yeah, yeah roguelike-ish. Yeah. Now, in Ultimate 3... When you get into a conflict, you go into a battle screen, which is kind of like the inspiration of like Final Fantasy and all this other stuff. Or you... although they claim that it was football that inspired their battle screen. What? There was there was some weird. I don't know if either of you. I, I guess you didn't. I don't know if you heard about this kid, but like some some article was just like Final Fantasy's battle director, the original Final Fantasy's battle director, was inspired by football. American football. Uh, I don't see it. I don't see it either. The people lining up on either side. That's it. I'm like, <laughs> well, great, because that has everything to do with it. Anyway, rockets into mountains. What's up? Um, so when you get into a conflict, it's your four people in a square formation, and up to like eight enemies a square with on the hands. other end in like a, di- a triangleish formation, pyramid formation. And they all kind of beeline toward you. you. Everybody takes a turn, and you move or whatever. And the fucked up thing about Ultima is that, like, if you do something that's ineffective, you lose your turn, essentially. That's the only fucked up thing? That's one of the only fucked up things. If you wait too long, the, the shit just passes. That's the other fucked up thing about all the Ultima games. Oh, because your computer's it. going, like, at light speed now. So if you if you wait for two seconds, then... Yeah, two seconds, you your, your turn passes. Why are you playing this again? Uh, because I <laughs> I wanted to get over my... I wanted to face my hate. I blindly hated Ultima for, because I played Ultima Access on Nintendo for like five minutes. And, I oh. and I'm like, I fucking hate Ultima. Oh. I don't know why they even made it. And then it, it was on sale for $8. So I, I hate it now. 
You know, I, I, never I actually don't hate it. I, I, I don't love it. Excuse me. This game doesn't. <laughs> You're welcome. Doesn't sound like it would do anything for me. No, not so, at all. So right now, I, you know, I, I've, I've kind of stopped playing Ultimate Three because um, it's you can just play in a tree. It's not. Yeah. It's not as fun. But at the same time, it is pretty fun. Um, I, I what I have to do is I have to find the the, the main problem that I have with Ultimate Three is that. You need torches to go into the dungeon. Now, you, you, you have spells. Your wizard has a spell to light up the dungeon. It's like a minor light, which only works for nine steps. Fucking use is that. I, I literally, I, I'm, I'm I, trying to think how I would deal with that if that gameplay trope existed in Oblivion or Skyrim or anything today. I don't think that would sell at all. It wouldn't I mean, fly. these are, these I think are I return the game. I don't even know if there were limitations. I mean, when in Ultima Two, you, I, I think I've, yeah, I did go into a dungeon for a while. The torch lasted much more than nine steps. It, it lasted a good while, like long enough for me to go. Oh, is in, it the, and, it's just a spell that flares out in nine steps? Yeah, I think okay. so. So what I have to do is I have to go to a town that has Your a fucking wizard field, sucks. And what? The wizard sucks. <laughs> um, I have to go into a town. That that has a thieves guild and buy torches, but now I need money, and money doesn't come so easily because there aren't very many enemies on the overworld, and I'm not gonna run around and do what I did in Ultimate Two yet because my characters are only level one. <laughs> so other than the fact that I have four characters, which I have to, I'm gonna post that video by the way to our YouTube channel. No, do not. YouTube.com/slash/rygames. No, because I'm posting. No, I'm I'm gonna crop it. How? I don't know. I'm gonna. I'll put it into some Windows Movie Maker thing. It don't do it. I'll put like a smiley don't face on top of him. Nobody cares about Ultimate Two. But they have to see. No, I could do it again, but I don't want to. Don't do it again. No, I'm not going to. I just kind of said that. So don't do it now I finished don't do it talking again. about Ultima. I uh, I it, I ever since I started playing Ultima, I wanted to play Ichi and Odyssey too because it's like somewhat kind of masochistic. Dungeon crawl, roguelike-ish gameplay. Yeah, but it has and colors it has, and maps. Yeah, it has colors. And English. And maps. Maps are and, very important. And no shitty Autry jokes. There, But there are shitty jokes in the game. This is true. Uh, Fuck that game. But anyway, uh, I, I, I'm i not going to talk about Eastern Odyssey 2. It's a pretty good game. And, um, I wrote a review it's, of it's very on tough. GameSpot. And I gave it a 7.5. And, a half. and I did. A dirty secret is I didn't finish that one because it was so fucking hard. Yeah, yeah, the game is pretty fucking tough. I mean, I, I, I don't I've only been playing it for like what, uh, three or four days, and I had to restart already. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to restart because I wanted to kind of do my. You, you get skill points that you have to allocate. You get three in the beginning, and you get one every time you gain a level. And you have all these different skills that you can improve. And when you improve those skills, they're like ten or five points. That you can use to maximize that. That is, that does make the game fun. Like I mean, yeah. Everything about the game is fun except for the act of playing it, which you know. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I enjoy the act. No, of I should. I, I, I'm being snarky. I yeah. mean, that's reserved for Kid Icarus. I mean, things like because fuck that game. I like that one too. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like it's it's fun up until you get to the point where like the enemies are just like. Yeah, your and skull you in, and you're like battle, and all of a sudden the enemy hits you for 150, and your maximum life is like 68. Like, oh, I'm really supposed to to to, to fight this guy? Thanks for letting me know. And yeah. then you go back and it's, 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 like, it's, grind for two hours. Or something? 
Well, you gotta grind for like probably two days. Oh, at that point, I mean, they say like I was reading, you know, because this is another game that I had to just kind of read the fact to understand how some of the mechanics work. And they were saying that you know, in general, you should be two and a half levels over uh, the floor that you're in to be able to survive naturally. So like from it or to be able to progress to the next level. The enemies, the, the level guy. of the enemies of the floor that you're in, or literally the floor that you're in. So if you're on level, if you're on floor one, you should be level three. Well, if you're on floor one, I mean. you you should be level three before you can feel safe about progressing to level two. Well, I was on floor eleven. My guys are level forty six, and they kicked the shit out of my guys. So I don't know. what the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, technically you. Forty six minus eleven is thirty five. The last time I checked, that was well above that little. Well, benchmark. no, no well, the, yeah, for two and a half it, for. For level 11 would be 27 or something like that. 28. I don't fucking know. Math. Why? Because I'm Asian and I know math? No. No. <laughs> anyway. I don't know math. Other than Etrian Odyssey 2 and Ultimas and FFTA 2, uh, I have I got up to Sequence 3 and Assassin's Creed 3. Ah. Um, yes. That was that was pretty cool. I was doing the, uh, the quest where you had to free the prisoners. And I've, I'm mad that they... They give you a thing where you have to kill a guy from a corner spot, and they uh, don't explain what a corner spot is. Oh! And then I figured it yeah, out. Yeah, fuck naturally. that game. And I, I was just—I was literally. Looking I still don't know manual. what that means. It's when you're at when you're. Uh, He's getting up again. Hiding on a corner. I since you don't really have any corners, I'm going to hide in your bed. When you're hiding <laughs> here, you're hiding here, and the guy is walking towards you. Oh, I see what you mean. Kill okay. Him and then put him behind the wall. That's a corner spot. Basically, in Gears of War, you would be peeking out of that cover. Yes. To the side. In this, you are not peeking. You are just you're just stabbing. And you, sta- and you stand Native out, American. stab him, and then throw him into that spot. Okay. So I managed to do that. It, it took Fuck me multiple game. tries because I really wanted, I don't want to go back and have to 100% my sink again. Oh. I made it through <laughs> all them games with, littered, littered with, oh, well, you failed this. Oh, well, you failed that. I'm like... Fuck you, I don't care. See, that's one of my obsessions, to be 100% sync on everything. And that's why I, I, it takes me forever to finish these fucking games. Oh, you too. Other than the fact that I don't really get to play them. Um, oh, you too. Last thing I will say, though, is that I bought um, the Devil May Cry HD collection for PS3. Oh. It was, uh, I think, 10 bucks. Or I, maybe... I, I bought 3 and 4 on Steam yesterday. Yeah, so you bought 3 and 4 on Steam. Um, yeah, I bought that from Newegg. I think it was on sale for ten bucks or fifteen bucks. I forget which one, which one was, but I like that was. Newegg. I actually sold back my Devil May Cry one. The regular copies. When I first found out that. Oh, I just don't. I don't want to play one again. I just want to play three. Yeah, I actually want to play time. two. One <laughs> 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 that everybody hates. I want to play it so bad. I've actually never played any of them. Well, Devil May Cry the original is a pretty decent game to get to the end and it just gets. Yeah, it's it's basically. Well, I mean, switch it on. I mean, well, I mean, I mean, in terms of like, should you play it? I mean, no, no. At the, at this point in the game, when it first came out and people were talking about, it, yeah, yeah. But now it's it. There's there's games of its type that are better, and it's just like man. But it's still, mm. yeah. Uh, but I want to play Devil May Cry too, because everybody says shitty, and I want to. Really, that is precisely why I don't want to play it. Well, see, I have I have the time to be able to do that. I, I and that time is like um you know ten years down the line maybe yeah. I'll be playing Devil May Cry. No, I probably will play it sooner because I actually 
I'm talking about like, oh, I I bought this because of Devil May Cry 2, even though yeah, I have Devil May Cry 3 Special Edition as well. And you you like, bought the HD collection because of the worst game in the series. Yeah, because I can't find a worst game in the series by itself. I was There's looking for that, game for that for years, and they don't even sell that shit at GameSpot. Uh, GameStop. Oh. They do not. That that's that's how fucking fucked up that game is. That they wow. don't even sell it where they sell like they're probably throwing 8, it out with the two human copies. NHL twelve. <laughs> but um, there's a big bin with two human copies and yep. NBA two K sixes. Yep. And Devil May Cry twos. No nope. Kid Icarus. There's no Devil May Cry two, at all. No, I mean there's a garbage bin. Oh, garbage out back. Bin. Out back. Possibly. And they set fire to it. So I'm 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 done taking up all the time. <laughs> Ultima. Don't do that to yourself. I have actually been playing some other games, but I'll just list them. Retro City Rampage, Ooh. Hotline Miami. Ooh. Um I did play a little Walking Dead. I'm, I'm up to the barn in episode two. Ooh. Uh which I have a feeling is gonna end up like T V show. Uh Ooh. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I have not seen I mean <laughs> he hasn't seen the show. And you both are past that point because he finished it in your own episode four. So anyway, um, I have also played something else on Steam. Oh, Nick's Quest. I started playing Nick's Quest. I have no idea what that is. Do I own it? I probably own it's it. It's the game that was like a WiiWare game. Oh, that's a... Mm? About Did the... I buy it? Did I buy it? On... I don't fucking know anymore. I might have bought it on WiiWare. I should turn it's it a on. Pretty, it's a pretty decent game. Uh, it's, it's weird in that uh, it's just a... Dusty. Um, it's he. In fairness, the only reason why my 360 isn't dusty is because well, actually, it's it should be. Too. It is dusty. <laughs> um, it's it's a platforming kind of. Yeah, I, I they they were saying like back when it first came out, they're like, oh, if you're waiting for the Kid Icarus sequel, you should play this. And I'm like, I'm what? not waiting for a Kid Icarus sequel because of the tone and the the. the uh, yeah, it's like this all has like, absolutely it's nothing like to Greco-Roman do. It's like Roman mythology, and then the th- shitty 3DS game. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't like the game. Clearly. Clearly. No. But um Like I said, everything about that game is great except for when you play it. I think that uh Next Quest is a is a nice game that like two D, right? Yeah. It's a, it's just a two D like the character can fly and glide and then you wind up using the mouse, which originally you used the Wii Wiimote to manipulate things in the world to help out. With like you know you move rocks so you can jump on top of them or oh. catch fireballs and kill enemies. So it's a little or... trine-ish. A little trine-ish, yes. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's a, it's a nice little like game to play on the side. How much is it? No, no, know. I'm closing it. No, I'm closing it Steam. Closing it. I'm closing it. All oh, right, actually, I closed Steam. No, no, no. How much is it? I think it's like ten bucks. It's expensive at this oh, point. Oh, okay. Thank God, I'm not gonna buy it. No, I I'd gotten it, it as a gift from the humble indie bundle. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was all I played. Yeah, turn Steam on again. $10 isn't that bad. Don't do okay. it. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. You. Parasite Eve. That's it. No, I want to mention one thing. All right, Parasite Eve is pre-rendered, like Resident Evil pre-rendered backgrounds. Yeah. Polygonal characters. <laughs> I know right? exactly what you're going to say because you told me. You save at phones. So she picks up the phone and the save menu comes up. The phone is part of the pre-rendered background on all the stages. So when she picks up the phone, she picks up nothing and then talks into nothing. And the phone's still on the desk, untouched. And I'm just like... You know what really that means, bad. right? What? That bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe! I mean, like, this is this is like around that Final Fantasy VII era of games where it's just like, oh, like, they're manipulating you into, like, your jeans and, like, shit. And now Al's punching the bed. 
No, oh, oh, cloud. Piggy oh, lit the cloud phone. has no fingers. Oh, that's right. <laughs> cloud, yeah. God, Squaresoft. Anyway, Parasite Eve. <laughs> what else have I been playing? Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. It's fucking smooth as shit. Um, what else have I been playing? I don't know. I gotta, I'm not going to open Steam because I'm going to buy something. No. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. There's not even a good sale going on. Oh, I'm yeah. Torchlight. Torchlight, I'm still on floor 30 because that is a hard-ass floor. Really? I told you like it's a difficult. week and a half ago that I was on th- floor 30 at 35 and that I would see you when the game was done. Uh-huh. And I said, Tell I'm still me on floor 30. And, oh, damn. I think I'm going to die 12 times on this floor. Really? Yes. I don't think I've ever died in Torchlight. Well, because I get haughty, and I'm just like, click, 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 click. Oh. Well, I'm going to go back and click, 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 heal, click, 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 heal. Oh. Because they all gang up on you, and I'm just like, uh, I don't need to draw them away and pick them off one by one like I do in Final Fantasy. Uh, whatever the warrior is. Oh, I don't know. The dude with the, you know, the dual wielding and shit. And okay. Because I, I, I have the alchemist. He goes, So I, I would always be running. In my class, which one's the alchemist? The the one the, with the the, the, the dude with the gun. Okay, <laughs> not not the chick with the big bust. No, because all video games have to have that apparently. Yeah, even Wild Blood. Oh, 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 Wild Blood. Okay, okay. You want to bring that up? I've been playing that shit on tablet just to see you know what the console experience on a tablet is like, and you know, like I said last week or last episode, did I even talk about it last episode? All I know is uh, I don't think so. Stop making that shit. <clears throat> but they're going to keep on making it, and it'd be nice if they actually like made some quality games for fucking tablet. It's funny you should say that because of what we're going to talk about next. But why don't we take a br- yeah? Why don't we take a break? And um, I'm gonna cleanse the, the the thought of crashing into the side of a mountain in a rocket ship, and then having to do ten minutes of my progress over again. You know what I should have done? I should have made a video <laughs> of that. Yes. No, because you're you're gonna spend all the time just to get to that point again. I don't. I, I wouldn't wish that. Oh, that's true. Because that. like I'm at the basically the game is at the end game where yeah that's not gonna happen. I'm gonna punch Richard Garrett. Anyway, <sighs> we're gonna take a break. We come back. CES happened. Stop. We're back. Um, the the Ultima has been cleansed from my bladder. Well, not really. Until next time. Oh, God. Uh, I crashed it. Well, they say Ultima 4 is one of the best ones, so I'm trying to get there. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll just skip it, I don't man. Skip it. Anyway. I want to actually see the screen that goes... What is that? Defeated Exodus. Oh, because they have the PC speaker sound. Like when I YouTube. When I No, don't do it. Spoilers. You have defeated Exodus on YouTube. Oh, it led me to Abe's Exodus. Yay. Fuck. Okay. Anyway, stuff happened. CES, electronics were announced, and they actually had to do a video game somehow. Sometimes. So, yeah. I mean, that that the relevance of CES 2 gaming has been eh, in recent years, but this... So... I guess the first thing the first thing I want to talk about is because I want to get it off my chest. Right? Nvidia takes a stage. <laughs> Al is like sinking below the horizon of my bed 
um, <laughs> staring at the rest of us. It looks like a very <laughs> looks like a disembodied head. I feel like I want to take a picture of this moment and use it as like the podcast picture. <laughs> but like, I don't know what he's doing. I'm just I'm, I'm paying attention. <laughs> he looks very. It, he really does look like a disembodied head. It's 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 really freaky. Yeah, this is this is definitely going to be the. Uh, <laughs> The title image of the of the podcast. Anyway, so Jensen Wong gets up on stage and like announces this weird Xbox controller looking thing with like a screen clamshell on top of it. Al's struggling to stay balanced. Um, and it's it he flips up the screen and it really is. You saw it too, right? Like you saw it. I've seen it. It is more or less an Xbox. 360 controller made to look as ugly as possible <laughs> with a clamshell screen on it that is a touch screen and it runs Android Jelly Bean. I'm sure it'll update whenever, whatever. Um, and he was like, it's it has a Tigra 4 processor inside. Tigra 4 is the new advanced mobile SOC you know, chipset that's going to be in the new phones and you know, super graphics and all that By shit. By NVIDIA. By NVIDIA. Um, Tigra 3 is right now the mainstream uh graphics chipset on, on non-Apple devices, so, you know, they apparently are doing pretty well. Has a Tigra 4 in it. Ha- apparently runs graphics as good as things like the latest Fight Night games. Right? Better. Like, it, it looks that good. They're Android games. And as a bonus, if you have certain NVIDIA chips in your computers, then you can stream your PC games to this thing a la the Wii U and then you can connect that thing to your TV via HDMI so you can play PC games on your TV instead of the laborious process of bringing your laptop out and hooking it with one wire so that makes sense but that you know I, I see this thing I was going to say what, what the middleman <laughs> god but you know I so I see this thing and immediately like my first reaction was just like what the fuck like that would you know this is after seeing everything right not just the fact that it plays Android games, not just the fact, you know, what it looks like, and we'll, I'll get to that in a second, but also the, the whole streaming thing. It's a prototype. It's probably not going to look like that in the end. I would hope not. But, like, the, it, 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 to me, it, it just smacked of, it just smacked of, hey, we're NVIDIA. We want to make you buy a whole bunch of shit that you really don't need to do this one thing. So, you know, this only works with new, powerful NVIDIA cards in your computer. And then you spend another X amount of X hundred dollars on this shield thing. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to lambast the concept of Android games because the bottom line is if the platform is popular, they're going to make games for it. But I, I don't I don't know where this thing kind of comes into my life, personally. Like, what's your reaction to it, Gid? Like... Forgetting about the fact that, like, mostly you're, you, you know, you, you play on consoles and sometimes on PC, but mostly on consoles. Like, what, just as a whole. Did they announce the price point? No, they didn't. No. That'll play a large part in, I think, whether or not it matters. Right. <laughs> if, if it's too high, I don't, it'll just die immediately, I feel, just because it has such a limited, uh, use case. I, I don't see why you would use that. Like, I don't know who would buy that. Um, just for the Android games, for example. Yeah. If uh, like it would not, it would have to be powered on its own. Like, you, I mean, I I just know that it exists. I didn't read too many of the articles about it. Um, so so 
if it's by itself, does it have to? It doesn't have to be plugged in. It runs on some sort of uh, rechargeable. No, it, it's it's it's. You think about it in this way. He thinks it's his version of a 3ds or a PS Vita. It's okay. it's its own device, and it runs its own games. It's just that it runs Android games. Yeah, I don't. It, in my experience, the Android games are not good enough to be worth their own system. Um, they're more diversions in uh, my experience. Uh, yeah. So that right there makes it not good enough to compete with other portables. Um, and with regards to a uh, streaming PC stuff, I it's I don't think enough people out there right now are in a position to need that either. The people who do want to do that, I think, are doing it anyway. And the people, right here, yeah. Yeah, and the people who don't, who aren't doing it but do want to do it, uh, again, I think it depends on how expensive this thing is um, right. to figure out if that even would be an option for them. I, I the, the the thing is, they list it as a feature, but the barrier to entry is, well, now you got to, like... You, if if you're one of those people who aren't doing it already, like me, but want to do it, you know what what has been the biggest thing stopping some people from just plugging their computer into their TV? Well, there's a distance. Some people don't have the laptop, right? So, what you said about the price, it's like if I'm going to pay X amount of dollars for this thing, and then I have to pay X more dollars for an NVIDIA card that can do it. If I've already got a perfectly serviceable AMD graphics card in my machine, why am I going to go now take that out, throw that, out, and be like, "No, I want to get this ugly Xbox controller with a screen so I could stream"? Like, it's 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 they're adding a barrier to entry just because. And I understand from a technological standpoint, they made an explanation that, "Oh, well, our new NVIDIA chips are built to decode, uh, compress video really fast at the same time as they're, they're actually doing." You know, rendering things. So that makes it possible for us to just send that compressed video over to this shield thing at the same latency as you would get with a wireless controller. Okay, fine. But it doesn't make it a main selling point for me because you're, there is still just a barrier to entry and there's some weird knocking on the ceiling above. I think people are having sex, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> How fast? But <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you said it, it was over. <laughs> what about you, Al? Like, what, what, what did. What does this thing mean? I don't think it you? means anything, man. <laughs> Let what me does tell it mean? You. Let me tell you. <clears throat> Android was made originally for mobile phones, which, you know, it's an operating system for a phone environment. You go on the internet, you use a phone, play some games, do some productivity shit. Okay. The games are not strong enough to produce a dedicated gaming console. For Android. So, when you do something like this, you're basically trying to give validity to something that already does not have enough of its own validity. I mean, people play... I'm kind of just really echoing Gideon right now, but... um, You know, Android games, as are iPhone games, uh, are diversions, or throwaways. You play for five minutes. I mean, the, the games cost 99 cents, and you're not going to get quality console experiences that you that would be worth spending three ninety nine, four ninety nine, five ninety nine for something that you know, I mean, how much is an Android tablet? Two hundred bucks? Between two hundred and five hundred depending Between on what you're talking and about. Yeah. And yeah, now you're talking about a Tegra four, which is now going to be state of the art for Android based right. graphics computing. So let's say three ninety nine. You're gonna spend three ninety nine 
on a device that only plays games, and the games aren't even good. Like, and l- let me not say that as a blanket statement. The games are not good enough to support or to validate spending $400 on a dedicated console or a dedicated piece of equipment. Um, like, you have, by comparison, the Oya, which yeah. is going to be $100. Right. A $100 dedicated Android console for which people are going to be producing <clears throat> software. I would presume that this same software is going to be just generally available on the Play Store. So right, you could get it. You could get it. I yeah, you could get it. <laughs> he just looked at his phone. <laughs> looked at his phone, and I could get it. It won't work on my phone, but <laughs> um, you know, we could get these things on our phones that we already have invested in. That okay, granted, they do not have physical uh, controller interfaces, but. We can. We don't have to spend a hundred dollars for it. But if it actually is good enough, and people are making games that you know, ten, twenty, thirty, forty hour experiences that provide some kind of entertainment value or enough entertainment value that you're you as a player are gonna want to be attached to. You know, they don't really do that anymore. Even if a game's cost sixty bucks, like when was the last, the last time you played an RPG? You actually attached to the characters. It's been a while. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. I couldn't answer that because the ones that I'm playing are a couple of years old at this point. So like that, that wouldn't factor into the question either. But are you? Did you find yourself attached to them? Uh, I'm looking at my Lost Odyssey box now. <laughs> yeah, Lost Odyssey. Do you find yourself really concerned about what happens to the characters in that game? No, but I do find myself enveloped in the game world. Okay. A- again, though, that that's not a recent thing, right? This, is, this has been a while ago, yeah, so yeah. I have I have yet to touch the new ones, though. So that that's a skewed question for me. Okay, because like uh, for me, I mean, I'm I'm going back. Uh, I'll go back to Final Fantasy 13, and I would admit that I'm not really too concerned. Um, Your name's Lightning. Final Fantasy in, in in and of itself, I think Final Fantasy Nine was the last time I really was. I I was sad to finish the game because I was gonna miss those fucking characters. You like Tails. And and Usoft. <laughs> so soft. So uh, here's so so I think you know your your two reactions mimic my gut reaction to it. And then when I sit and think about it, like what did Sony do when they first entered the market? Right? They said like, yeah, we've maybe published some software here, but like. You know, we're really doing this because fuck Nintendo. They've screwed us over. Yeah. We want to do some CD thing. They're the leader. Well, not 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 at this very moment, but they are a they, leader. They are a leader. Yes. So, you know, as as skeptical as I am about this, I'm I'm always open to the possibility that like you, a a, a new market leader can come from anywhere, and that can especially come from this trend where there's a shift. And I'm not saying that the Shield will do it. I actually don't think the Shield will do it at all. I don't think she'll do it at all either. But I'm starting to think about it more and more, and what other console manufacturers had to do when they first entered the market is, you know, I feel like they had to show a good business plan. They had to show, like, dedication to publishers and show them their support and be like, we're going to support you with these tools, and we have the marketing push behind it because we're big companies elsewhere. Like, we, Sony makes TVs and whatever. Nintendo's the only one who is dedicated to video gaming. Uh, we, we have the kind of corporate infrastructure to support you as a publisher and make sure that your game sells. You just give us $5 for each game, and we're good. So they were basically starting from scratch, building hardware, and building their success upon 
all the other assets that they had. This is a scenario where the operating system is everywhere already, and even though the games are kind of shitty, what's missing that makes those games not shitty is the control. So now when you say, we know this operating system is out there, we know that the people are on it, we know that these games are shitty, but millions of people are buying fucking Angry Birds, fuck that game by the way, but they're buying them, and... You know what would you say if we put a controller in the hands of as many people of these people as possible, and then they can play the games that you want to make? I don't know that the publishers are going to go with it, but that's very that's a very good possibility for it to happen. And Al's raising his hand. This is great. I can actually see him yeah, raising his hand, and I can actually do that. <laughs> <clears throat> There's a problem with that. There's also fragmentation, by the way. But fragmentation. Oh, 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 uh, oh I, I, I'm on gingerbread. Well, I'm on ice cream sandwich. Well, I'm yeah. on jelly bean. Yeah, I, I, I thought you were talking about actual computer fragmentation. Yeah. But then, is... then there's Windows 7, Windows XP, Windows... I mean, th- yeah, but it's... The, but the fragmentation of Windows is, I think, a completely different monster. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. But right. I think eventually that'll pan out, but for now it's still a mess. Mm-hmm. You mean for Android? For, or for Android. Windows? Oh, okay. Apple's um, a whole different story. <clears throat> problem, I think, when you... With taking an existing uh, customer base and trying to kind of shift them. Because you brought up Angry Birds, which is actually a very fantastic case. Because Angry Birds is like one of the biggest, or if not the biggest like mobile game ever. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you... Nine is there a ten, board game for that, too? It probably is. Probably. Oh, God. Um, nine times out of ten, if you see somebody with a young child and then they have. I, I really am upset. You call that the police. All these kids have. <laughs> I'm upset that I see that these these kids with these tablets. It's like I understand that that's 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 where things are going, but I just don't think that a tablet is proper for like an eight year old or six year old. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Um, I want to lock that down because that's an interesting conversation mm-hmm. to have that. Like, anyway, go ahead. Um, nine times out of ten. What are you gonna see on that six year or six or eight year old's tablet? Porn, Angry Birds, shit. <laughs> now, the interface for Angry Birds is simply uh, it, it's a masterful touch interface of you know manipulating physics and rubber band yeah. type of yeah. activity. That is something that I think would degrade by transferring to a control stick type of interface unless unless you're doing like uh, an analog and you kind of like you know move the analog to yeah the no you, you're right but I, I think the idea is not to it's not to transfer it it's to add to it the same way that when the DS came out people were like what the fuck am I going to do with this touch screen oh a touch screen me what are you going to do with the touch screen and the second screen oh I'm going to throw a map on it well sold a shitload of systems right but what um with with the fact that Nintendo backed it, it's a, well, yeah. a major software developer publisher backing it. I, I understand True. that, but I'm saying the concept is it's th- similar. They're marrying yes. it. But um, I'm actually getting at something sort of different. Oh, okay. It's not yeah. uh, taking the uh, he is cleaning his eyelashes now. Stop it. <laughs> it's not taking a particular uh, scenario and kind of enhancing it with. Uh, <clears throat> with adding a control pad to it, but yeah. it's more on the lines of <clears throat> taking those people who like Angry Birds. Yes, okay. And pushing them toward now having something with a controller. But, you know, you're asking these same people who are used to having 
tablet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's going, da 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 Oh, it was so easy this way. And now you want me to have a controller? Shit just jutting out of the fucking shit. How am I going to fit this in, in, you know, my kids? Are they going to fucking break it? Or how am I going to put it in my pocket when I'm trying to go somewhere? And, you know, you see me on a train. I'm going to have this yep. fucking screen with this controller. And somebody's just going to take it out of my hands. And, and I'm pretty sure that that's not a, an argument that goes through people's heads. But I'm just saying it. Um... I think that there are lots of things that people will say as an excuse not to buy a dedicated Android gaming system. Top of which is, I like my Angry Birds. And right. I like my Simple Touch interface. Uh, I, I like just having a cell phone. And, you know, having a multiple-use device that can do exactly what these games are doing. Now, if and this is this is a big if because obviously Android is not just something that you can uh, it's not proprietary right. in terms of you can't I, I don't think that they that Google will allow you to say make games for the Shield that are only for the Shield right and you know make games for Oya that's only for Oya and oh they would yeah they would not that that just goes against the entire policy of like you know, open for for a company whose unofficial motto is "Don't be evil." That that is something that they would not support. But doesn't Amazon have its own store that some stuff is only available through the Amazon store? Or- yes, but that app is available to all devices. Yeah. Also, I, th- I I feel like the relationship is is from a standpoint of there are fewer on the Amazon store than are on the App Store. Or you're saying that they're exclusive Amazon apps? Well, I think there th- is. There were, yeah, there definitely are. I have a, yeah. a Pleasure of Zombies. I can't get that uh, on the uh, yeah, yeah, Play yeah. Store. I think I got that. Yeah, it, it, it's available now, but, it's available but when now. I originally got it, it was only available on Amazon also. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, like, if but, I wanted to get it again, yeah. I'd have to download the Amazon App Store yeah. and then download. But that is a good point that the Amazon App Store is available. Yeah, on it is available. Device, like, so. I could get a new phone and still get the Amazon App Store, or I can get a Kindle and probably just it'd be built in. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking mess. But um, you know, that's different from saying, "Oh, um, this this game is Public, uh, fucking awesome." Platform exclusive hardware platform exclusive titles for a, a common for an open system. software platform. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. kind of uh, anachronistic. See, I guess where I'm getting at is this: like, you're you're absolutely right. That's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily see this gaining as much traction as people think it will because you're basically doing the reverse of the we right you're 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 proposing a more complex solution to people who don't want it as right. opposed to proposing a simpler solution to people to who thought that the solution before was too complex it's, it's the reverse operation by the same token and you know i don't necessarily put a lot of stock into this but it's a it's a possibility that's why i want to know how or, or how the publishers and developers feel about this, that now they have an, a more open system to work with that is um, that is kind of hitting a cultural zeitgeist, right? That That is in the mind of a lot of people, of people who don't necessarily play games and of people who do, you know, play games. Like, we, we all have Android devices, like, even if we may not use them that way. And then, you know, if the publishers and developers decide that they like this environment better... Because of the install base and because of the openness, you know, and I, I, I'm the last person to say, oh yeah, open source automatically means win and greatness. Like that, it means something different than what we think it does. But yeah. you know, 
assuming that they like that environment, when if or and when they start making more titles that start to bridge that gap again of here are the Angry Birds people, here are the Lost Odyssey people, and then you know somewhere in the middle we can kind of hit that target where now they're putting games like Swords and Sorcery on you know on Android and yeah. Waking Mars on Android, and I'm just like. But he, there's a difference there because, you know, these are indie games that have a special flair to them. But then again, wasn't Sword of Sorcery originally an iPhone game? Yes. Was it original? I don't know. I, I guess it was. Yeah. See, I think that that. Okay, so that's the reverse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But so, like, so I got that if one. They did something mixed up. like put Mass Effect. I'm going far, but well, this is in a. In a, in a well, let know, me let me let me propose this. I think two years ago, you and I were at a, a, a party at, at Mo's place, right? And we were playing Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 4 on 3DS, which, you know, aside from the D-pad, actually plays really well. And, like, everyone else there was, everyone else there in the kitchen with us who was watching, who were watching us, they were like, meh. And I'm like, what? And they're like, there's no reason for, for, for any portable consoles when you have an iPhone. And I'm just like, why should I play an iPhone when I can't play this on the iPhone? And, you know, I held up Street Fighter, and they're like, well, like, have you played what? What? what what's the that big game um, that's kind of like Punch Out in the mechanics? But it's, uh, a, it's a, what's the the thing that uh, I know that Iron Blade or Iron? No, the I know exactly what you're talking. Yeah, about. you. Know, yeah, I. I and I like nine times out of ten, I know the name of the game. Oh, oh Infinity Blade. Yeah, that's it. Infinity that's Blade. It. Like, have you played Infinity Blade? I'm like. And you know, I said like, well, that's not something that I want to play. If I if I'm gonna see a game like that, I'd want it to be more intricate, whatever. And they're like, but you know, the, what what about you know a Final Fantasy on there? And I'm like, well, you put that on there, then I'm interested. Right now, that's not the case. Well, this is two years later. Final Fantasy on there. Final Fantasy Four is on there. Chrono Trigger is on there. Not that I can, not like I need to play Chrono Trigger again, but. They are starting to show interest in putting shit on there. Never to speak of Final Fantasy, uh, all the bravest, fuck you for money. Which we will talk about. <laughs> but th- they're starting to show that interest, and regardless of whether or not people are buying it right at this minute, they're making a push. And this is not something that I'm saying, oh, this legitimizes it. I'm just saying that it's a possibility, and it's also something that makes me fear that as publishers, if they decide that this is a platform that they want to go to, because of things like the shield, because of things like if if this is a platform that they want to go to, and because they realize that they're catering now to a slightly different audience, that they alter what they produce in a slight in the slightest way, so that you still have the spirit of the game, but it's still made for a more casual audience, and they appeal to that audience. My fear is that that one little thing that they change is something that turns you uh, the three of it us turns off. off. Yep. Right. That has been my fear, and that's why you know I'm I see this, and I'm just like, for us. For our market, for the people who we have on our e- big email thread, this shit's not going to fly. But I don't know what the rest of the landscape looks like, what their interest is. Maybe maybe we are being cornered into this dinosaur market where, like, you know, in 10 years, we're not relevant. So I'm wondering where that goes. That's 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 crazy um, to, to think about it like that. That's, that's think about like- it! Most of us don't use CDs. Well, you still have CDs, but most of us don't <laughs> use CDs anymore. Anyway, that, mm, yeah, I saw the cat a poking. Lot, a lot of people... Um, There's a cat in the doorway, and then she left. She's like, no, you're talking. She's oh, she's still there. Anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm like the only person who who probably still, who would rather buy a CD. 
It was you and Dave, but Dave hates technology, so. Well, then I'm the only one who's really into technology who would rather on release day buy a CD um, than get MP3s because, A, I like line art. B, I like a physical thing that I can always go back to because, you know, who's to say that I'm – well, shit. Most of the time, you can't get your shit back. If if something happens to your hard drive, you're going to have to buy that MP3 album again. So, taking that back to the, to the discussion that we were having in terms of, like, you know, we, we, we are, you know, we're, and I don't want to say this in a derogatory fashion, but we're clinging on to this old thing. Is this thing the old thing yet? I, I don't think it's the old thing quite yet. And that's, that's where I am with it, right? Because we'll read an article later, but what were you going to say? Um, well, just going back to uh, what you were saying in the past about uh, how new companies can change the game uh it all comes back to how good the games are in my opinion and like the playstation had a lot of good exclusive stuff and that's why you know it became popular Mm -hmm. android i still i mean there are and even iphone i'm saying just mobile games in general uh i mean there are some definitely some good stuff out there but i don't think like for it to really gain the uh Traction. Popularity yeah. and traction with the the mass market. I think it needs stuff that leave a good taste in people's mouths on a regular basis. And I see like such a high turnover for casual people in terms of what they're playing. Like nothing, they don't play anything for longer than either five minutes or yep. or longer. Like they play a game for a week and then they're on to something else. And I don't think that the publishers can make enough money off of games in that kind of uh, market. Yeah. Um, like they still need to make money, and I think there's already a glut of software out there. And in order for mainstream people to like a game, or for or to uh, make it make sense to them to buy a system, they need to like the games. For them to like the games, the games have to be really good. And for the games to be good, the publishers might have to invest a lot of money. Right. And for them to do that for a while, they need to make money and. I think somewhere in that uh, line, there's it's going to break down. Um, I, I just I can't see like for all the games that are on say the top ten on any marketplace. Me personally, I only enjoy maybe ten percent of them, or ten percent of them are, are games that I would actually play. You're talking about like the mainstream big hit top yeah. sellers, okay? Yeah, right. Um, and I mean we're. Basically, like whenever I see someone on the train playing Temple Run, oh. I, I don't under, I don't understand how they're having a good time with that. <laughs> I don't fucking either, man. Um, I mean, I guess they're having a good time with it if they keep playing, restarting it over and over and over again. But that's I like I can't see them rationalizing buying a new system, right? Just to play for Temple, Temple Run, something like Temple Run. Right. I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Let me ask you this: uh, a hypothetical that might break down, might not even work, but. What if, up up to this point in time, in fictional scenario, up to this point in time, the idea of gaming on Android is not even there. It, no games on Android. It's just a phone OS, and it does what it does. And and this is where it might break down because it's not realistic. But suppose that someone was like, you know, I want to break into the hardware market for games, and I ha- I know this great operating system that you know is open and. In, in, indie developers can make a killing off of this, and publishers, you know, because it's open, might have an easier time with this. 
It's called Android. People use it for their phones. It's a great operating system for like multimedia and whatever. Like the, the hardware is good. What if I took that hardware and tried to do what a Sony did? All right, and, and let's talk about an NVIDIA who is big enough to do something like this. I want to make this hardware platform to make games. So basically what I was saying with the Sony example was that Sony almost more or less started from scratch. Yeah. And so so I guess what I want to get at is was it a harder thing for Sony to do to start from scratch or because they don't have the legacy of middling software that's like Temple Run? Because they're clean slate, no one knows to expect. Did that make it easier for them than it would be for Android now? I think, you, you know what I mean? Like I think that... The clean slate combined with the brand power of Sony hmm. created the monster that was PlayStation and PlayStation. Right, and to be clear, that's a, that's a good point because Nvidia is not Sony. Like Very true. No. Nvidia, Nvidia is Sony for you for, and me because we us. pay attention yeah, really yeah. closely. Not, not, not enough. We don't people. necessarily buy it. Right. It's still uh, like if Nvidia wanted to create something. It's it's completely impossible. Any of the situations ever, but like, oh, if they wanted to create something that, uh, you know, played PC games, that was cost effective, and had really good graphics and shit like that, it, that would be cool. Because I mean, granted, it's not really cool, but that would be cool <laughs> because it's Nvidia and they have a reputation for producing good graphics. Right. But um, for what they're doing. It's it's like they're producing a device that is already available. Yeah. So you already know what to expect. It's almost like buying uh it's like buying a Wii U that didn't have its own games. That only yeah. played Wii games. So what did you do it? So so let let's let let's take one step back and remove the shield at large from this equation because and, and this is a very good point like I, I read on Wired um, Chris Kohler he, he his assertion it, it doesn't the hardware that does it doesn't matter it's the fact that the platform is maturing that matters so he's saying I don't care that the shield exists I don't care that the OUYA exists it's 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 not that any single device is going to succeed or fail it's that the idea is gaining traction and because the idea is gaining traction you know maybe you don't need a dedicated handheld to play some of these things but if, for example, if Sony decides to try the Xperia Play experiment again and have a phone that had controls or whatever, like, the idea is that the publishers and the developers are moving, right? And that, that's where I, that's, you know, again, I, I, you know, this is something I just don't know. Like, are they sick of working within Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo's licensing system wherein they owe X amount and then they have to restrict themselves to these certain standards would they rather enjoy the more or less openness of what windows offers as far as standards now and and is the reason why gabe newell fucking hates windows 8 because it it try it's going to try to be a closed system like i don't know that's the big mystery to me and i think that's what determines where this goes because it doesn't really matter how how many good games the playstation 2 and playstation 3 had if the playstation 4 doesn't have the publishers to back it up it's gonna fail. It, it's gonna fail. So I, I I don't know where this. Go- I just don't want it to go to a, a place where we live in a world where I have to game on my phone. Yeah. Portably. And and mm-hmm. I just want to do a quick breakdown of Google Play the top ten games. Uh oh. Top ten paid games. <laughs> oh, son of a whore. On Google Play right now are <clears throat> Ruzzle by Mag Interactive. Have you ever heard of that game? Nope. It's a word game. Okay. Dollar oh. ninety nine. Minecraft Pocket Edition is number two. Six ninety nine. I heard of that. Where's my water by Disney? I heard of that for a dollar. 
Need for Speed Most Wanted for five. Grand Theft Auto three for five. That's number five. I I was going to say when you were talking about games that people pick up and uh, they play for a week and that's it. I was gonna say, remember draw something. That's number yep. six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't believe that that game still exists. But <laughs> it's number six for two ninety nine. Uh, Angry Birds Space something or other. I don't know what the rest it says. But that's ninety nine cents. Number seven. Number eight is Scramble with Friends. Oh, that's a boggle. Uh, that's fun. That is fun. Ninety nine cents. Number nine is Where's My Perry. By what? Disney. It's just like Where's My Water, just a different character, I believe. <laughs> oh, God. Come on. <laughs> number nine. Oh. For 99 cents. And number 10 is Temper on Brave for 99 cents. God. Now, I mean, there are two console games, or two games that came from console on this list. And they are actually created by the the companies that created the console counterparts. The EA was behind Evers People's Wanted. Yep, which I actually have. And because it was 99 cents and I wanted to see if it was worth its salt and it's okay, but it's okay. See, that's the other thing. Like, okay, you take a game like Need Speed Most Wanted and say you just downscale like you you just scale down the graphics of the console version or the PC version. Yep. And you just port it over to Linux and um there's an option for controls of physical controller controls. Yeah. And touchscreen controls, which would be the version that you know now. Yeah. Uh, would that make it even better? Would that make it better? To be on Linux? Well, to be on or... on Android, because Android is built off of Linux. Right. Ye- would it be the platform of choice that I play it on? I don't know. That is a good question. I, I honestly don't know. You because know, like, would it make it worth this entire conversation, like this conversation that we're having of, you know, the Shield being a dedicated... Well, I think that's what, and that's what I'm saying. I think it would. I think if publishers do that, if they take the time and investment to, like, forget, so, so forget about what I've said about moving. If they even give it a shot and, like, open the department for mobile to make these games better, like... I mean, I, I have never believed in the one-platform future that Dennis Dyack was always spouting about because there's always going to be a company that wants to do things their own way and introduce their own innovations. And but he's too busy, you know, throwing his games into a landfill. Yeah, fuck that guy. But, like, the fewer discrete things that you need, that, 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 that you have to throw things on in order to get me to play it, the better. That's why I play such high value in my laptop because my laptop can play most of the third-party ports that are on consoles and I can take it around with me, and I have no trouble hooking it up to HDMI. I realize I'm in limited use case, but, you know, for for the purposes of, you know, narrowing how many things I need to carry around to, to, to play the most that I can, yeah. So if you're telling me that I can carry around my Android tablet and I'm actually going to have console-quality games on my tablet, I, w- I will actually be very interested. And my question, my whole question is, are, are is that even a possibility? And... Like, is that going to come at the expense of the other platforms that currently exist that people like? You know, I mean, I certainly don't want that to happen. I think I, I would rather have a healthy competitive market that everything continues to exist. And Al looks like he's looking at porn. What's up? Oh, no, I, I'm i looking at the description of Grand Theft Auto 3 just to make sure that it's actually Grand yeah. Theft Auto. And the, Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, is out on, on iPhone and on Android. And they are the full console experiences. You can plug your controller if you have an adapter in. Play it like a console game, and to me, that's just like bewildering. Before I remember the fact that this game is like what fucking ten years old, but still, still, it people are moving or trend or, or putting some effort into this. It's just weird to me. Something like Need for Speed Most Wanted, yeah, uh, 
is that really just a stripped down version of the like do they have all the modes that the console version would have I have just, not explored it I you know, don't know I will say though that from the core experience of hey do you want to race do you want to progress in it it actually hooks into my origin account which is weird well they would EA yeah. would definitely want to do that yes yeah. like and it, it 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 uses I think it auto logs everything so even if not all the modes are there you can kind of still do it so there's some appeal there and from what I've played of it it looks pretty damn good and I'm not a fan of the tilty to steer. No, neither am I. But like for all intents and purposes, like for all intents and purposes, I think that you can put a racing game on a tablet and and I would I would play it on there. If if it gave me traditional controls, the option for it. I actually have been playing not have been, but I, I tried a first person shooter on the tablet and it works it works remarkably well from a control standpoint. And you know, once that gimmick wears off and you plug in a controller, I think I sent an email about this. Once you plug in a controller and you realize your question of is it designed the right way? Does it have all the modes? Does it does it feel like a like a? It does not, and that's the problem, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, because Dead Trigger is basically, you know, the levels last three to five minutes long, obviously because it's a mobile game. Yeah, I can totally understand to. that. But what will it take for a developer to say, you know, that's not good enough? Let's actually make a full fledged first person shooter game because those do work on this system and 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 flesh it out and try to do it. Instead of instead of putting their focus on a genre that doesn't work, like third person action, where you have to have precise control over the character, but you know the seeds are there, and it's just you know it, it really becomes up to the to what the next generation of people like what not what our kids will think, but like what the kids of today, what the sixty year olds, seven year olds are going to grow up with and what they end up preferring, and then like that's why I'm worried that we're being dinosaurs back into a corner because just like what we like may not matter anymore, and I, I just hope that day never comes. I hope it does never. Yeah, ever. Um, although the 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 one article that's related to this, and I don't think we have to go into it now because we've already had that discussion, but the one article on Kotaku that talks about like why the console market will die basically said that there will you know oh I expect that, and this was written by somebody who works for a mobile game company, so you know a he may be a bit biased, but B, he also has more perspective than we do from a market research standpoint. Like, he was basically asserting that, you know, as the more mainstream audience moves to a tablet, which I don't know where you're going to find Halo on a tablet, but, you know, yeah. it's neither here so nor that's there. the thing. Like, will we ever get to a point where you get that type of, I'm not going to say quality, but that type of... Yeah. I mean, it's certainly possible. It's just, will, will people do it? And that, that's, right. that's the, the question is not whether it's feasible or possible. No, and it's whether and, people right. would put the effort into creating a game yeah. of that length. Like I said, if you, if you did that and I could do it on my tablet, I'd do it. I'll, I'll go where the games go. I don't care. It's For just, it's, it's weird where, where people are thinking that this will go. But then he asserted, you know, if you're not on the tablet market, if you're not a main, mainstream, scare quotes, gamer, your hardcore, in quotes, um, fix will come from, you know, PCs. And while that makes me happy, you know, Gideon, for you, it's just like, you don't want to have to deal with, like, driver issues. You don't want to deal with all this shit. I do not. And, like, it, it is getting better, and it's, you know, something that I wrote about and, you know, actually mind some people, Gideon being one of them, for, like, opinions on it. But it's never going to be as perfect as a system that is either closed or unified where developers only have to worry about one configuration to work with or at least one set of APIs that and, and let the OS take care of it. Like, there will still, as, as long as, you know, Linux and Windows are out there and multiple configurations for PCs are out there, there's going to be some 
set of people that can't play this, some set of people that can't play that, some set of people that aren't going to want to fucking deal with Linux. I don't want to deal with Linux. As interested as I am in it, I just don't want to deal with it. You know, so when he's asserting, oh, people are going to flock to that, he's totally making it so much easier than it really is. Like, so, so there, there has to be, even if it becomes a niche market, there has to be that middle ground there that, like, this is something where I am so, enthusiast, so enthusiastic about my games that I want them to be top-notch quality, but my enthusiasm is at a point where I'm mostly worried about playing the game and not getting it to work. And, like, until, uh, unless, and here's the weird dystopian future that I think he's envisioning. I think he's envisioning that, like, for those people who still want that, like, their tablet can hook into a TV and you can hook a controller into it. Like, if that were to actually come to fruition, would you buy into that? I'd be fine with that, as long as the games are good. Right. And and, and that's where I think where it ends up. But what, what are the games going to be on these things? I don't know what the games are going to be. But I think that guy was biased anyway, thinking that, uh, I mean, yes, in the past couple of years, the market has decidedly uh, seemed to favor the mobile arena. But, you know, from looking at recent the recent problems of Zynga, they mm, overvalue yeah. things. And just because of the way it initially appears, and that doesn't always pan out over time. That's a good point. Um, just because the game isn't good enough to hold people's interest. Um, and, like, I think we'll see uh, how the Wii U does. Um, I mean, the Wii sold a lot, but I know a lot of people who had one, and they didn't really use it after the first year. Um, and so people will remember that, and we'll see if the Wii U is a success. And maybe... Likes, yeah. uh, Maybe then there's some validity to this whole mobile thing lasting out. But if the Wii U is a failure, then I think that may be the same way mobile goes. It's popular for a while because it's new, but yeah. when you know it comes time to really invest in this stuff again, it's not going to work out the same. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't think mobile gaming is going anywhere. Uh, the question is, will it take over or will it just continue staying in its own market? And you know and that that's just a mystery to me just because you never know what some manufacturer is going to do or, or or figure something out like who knows if who next who knows if the next tablet the next android tablet that sony makes has a playstation branding behind it and they put some weird kind of push into it i'm not saying that'll happen but who fucking knows at this point mm-hmm. like if there's one thing that i completely agree with chris kohler on in his write-up is that his assertion was just like look all i'm saying is that 2013 is a year that things will change and I think that's a very good possibility. Change how? I don't know. But I, 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 think, I think things are afoot, so to speak. Um, but let's, let, let's, let's shove off of this because I don't want my consoles to die. No, it's depressing. Let's, let, let's move on from this weird mobile thing to something that I really actually do like. I like the Razer Edge, and I know that's really weird. Do you know anything about that? I do. Okay, so... For, for for all two listeners out there, one of them is actually in the room right now. For all two listeners out there, uh, Razer's Edge, the Razer Edge is basically um, a gaming tablet in the sense that take your Windows 8 laptop and then remove it from the keyboard, and you still have your gaming machine. Um, this is actually something that is the i. It's kind of been the ideal scenario for me ever since I got a seven-inch tablet. Like what was it? Like maybe twenty months ago. Um, Having something that I can separate into a reading device in bed and just like read what I, what I, what I want to read because I read stuff. No, it's surprising. Yeah. I don't just read video game dialogue. Um, I do. 
<laughs> um, and just carry around with me as a convenient device. But then when I want to play on it, I could plug a USB controller in and not sacrifice the graphical quality of what I'm playing. Um, basically, it's it's everything that I have my laptop for, except I can touch it and I can remove it from the keyboard. Yep. Um, and that's the only reason why I like it. I mean, that that's the reason why I like it, I should say. It's because it's not sacrificing anything. The problem is they have this wonky controller peripheral that costs $250. Where is this still the thing that's jutting out of... You, it's like a frame that you that looks like a TIE fighter, and you stick it in, and the benefit is like it, it comes with an extra battery inside, which is a good thing. You know, it increases the battery life, but you stick it in, and you kind of have these things that look like the PlayStation Move um, tertiary controller, like jutting out from the side that have two analogs. I'm not worried about the form factor. I'm worried about the fact that, like, this shit should come with it. If yeah. if they're really touting it, this shit should come with it. So well, I think that's a, they don't want to drive up the price for people true. who want to use it. Th- th- this is true, but it's really fucking expensive. Two hundred and fifty dollars. But I thought that um, wait, it's two hundred fifty dollars for the for the attachment. peripheral. Ah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> but I thought that the there was like an older version of it that actually came with that shit. Built the old on. correct. The older version when it was still called Project Fiona came with it built in, and then they took that and they said, nah, tablets are more popular. And we want to give them the option, like you said, good. Like people may not want it, um, so. But like all in all, like if I didn't already have this laptop, this would probably be the next thing that I would target. Though I don't know about a thousand dollars for the hardware that they pack inside, so I'm not sure. What? Well, I'm just saying because yeah, it couldn't be that much hardware goodies if it's if you can fit inside of a tablet form factor. It's it's a tablet form factor. It's it's. Almost double the thickness, which you know from hands-on reports I've heard is not a problem really. Like, you you kind of expect that going in, and then it actually ends up being lighter than you think it is. But it, it gets really hot. Oh, it did. did they say it gets okay. They said it gets really hot which, when you um are playing games. When That's you're playing games, but I wouldn't play a game uh, like it if it oh, was in a tablet. Well, okay. You know, I'd put it down and I you know whatever. They are fitting in what is the equivalent of a medium-range gaming laptop. So basically take that thing and take it down a slight notch, which is still actually really, really good, comparatively speaking. I think it's impressive that it fits in a chassis that's maybe, I don't know, two centimeters thick or something. I don't know how thick that is. But, like, yeah, they are packing a lot in there, and that's probably why it's $1,000. Um, but... I, I wonder see Razer has always been a company that is enthusiast to the highest degree. So their mice cost what, like a hundred dollars? I consider myself a PC gamer and I'm not even paying a thousand dollars for a mouse. Uh hundred. Hundred. Yes. Yeah, well I, 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 I would I would hope that no one is spending a thousand dollars for a mouse. I mean that statement still rings true. Gold plated mouse. But oh God. Um <laughs> But I, I think that this is really interesting only from the standpoint that, like, people are talking about, like, tablet gaming this, tablet gaming that, mobile gaming this, and Razer's just like, do you want fucking tablet gaming? This is tablet gaming. Take this thing and shove it and, you know, still keeping PC games and console ports relevant somehow and making me not feel like a dinosaur. What OS is it going to have? Windows 8. So that's the thing is, like... 
Um, and that and that kind of barrels into the next thing that that you know we can talk about for CES, which is all the updates that Gabe Newell had to say about the Steam Box and what it means and what it is. And like he basically, this is something that wasn't clear to me, and I don't know about the rest of you, but to, to me it wasn't clear what it was going to be. All I knew is that he said, "Oh, it's going to be a very closed, tightly controlled system," and I'm like, "Well, then that's a console." And he's like, "Oh no, but it's going to be a PC," and I'm like, "Well, it's either a PC or a console." Yeah. Comes out at CES and talks to The Verge and says, uh, "Like the Steam Box is more of a concept, although we will be producing one ourselves. Everyone else is free to make whatever they want, as long as the bottom line is that it focuses on running Steam to the best of its ability so that people can play their games the way they want to. And ours will be a Linux box, but you can install Windows on it if you want, which is probably going to be the first thing I do if I ever got one. Um, but you know that his assertion was, like, you can do what you want with it, if you choose, I think what he means then is if you choose our way, if you choose our Linux install, we're going to control it through and through, focused. But you don't have to choose our way if you buy our box, which right. to me says, why would you buy their box? But yeah, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. Um, but if they can, like, because Newell, there's no secret, Newell hates Windows 8. So that's why he's going with this Linux thing. And my question is the same thing with the Android problem. I don't even know it's a problem, but the same thing with that is how is he going to get people to port things to Linux? Yeah, like that's a major thing. How is he going to do it when they already have, you know, a? How is he going to do it when they already have tons and tons and tons of this shit already on Windows with millions of customers? Even if Windows eight doesn't pan out, Windows seven is still a rock solid OS. People, a lot of people have that. A lot of people have games that run on that. So that's his challenge to kind of go and say Linux is actually a viable thing. I also don't know, like, for you, Gid, what would he have to do to this Linux box to make you take a look at it and say, I might try that, besides a lot? Yeah, I'm saying, I, I don't know if I'm a good subject to ask this question to because I'm so backlogged at this point that, that nothing True. really interests True. me at this point. Well, removing from, if, if you can, remove yourself from that and just think from the perspective of someone who enjoys consoles more than the PCs. Okay. If he's, if his mentality is, I am putting PC gaming in the living room and, and, and whether or not you consider this a competitor to your console, I kind of don't care. The point is that it's going to sit in the living room. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a Linux box. Mm-hmm. When you hear that, and given what your first reactions are, and I can probably guess what they are, what would it take to make those reactions go away? Um... Well, first I would have to do. I would. It would have to be hassle-free, and I have to hear that from people, right? Um, and if that were the case, it would have to have something that the boxes, the assorted boxes already in my entertainment console, Don't do not have. Uh, whether it be um, extraneous apps or the games themselves, uh, like I have, you know, the, right now uh, there are probably five things hooked up to my TV. Um, and only two of them are systems. Mm. Um, and I don't need more stuff there sure. unless they offer something, um, different. And, uh, I'm thinking, I don't think that this thing would have many exclusives in my eyes. No. I, I, the, the thing is, is less about exclusives and more about just giving someone else another option. It would have to be cheap then. Yeah. Um, otherwise I really have no reason to even look at it a second time. So if... What's the point of it then? At, at, a, at a certain point, we have to get to the question: What's the point? Yeah, what is the if point? we're talking about a world where manufacturers are already making it really easy to connect a laptop to the television for those who want it, such as myself, 
what's the point of what's the point for the consumer of Gabe Newell going out and putting this thing together? Because to me, the only point for it existing is for Gabe Newell to say, "Fuck you, Microsoft. I don't like Windows 8. I don't like the way you're doing things. I've never liked you. So I want to go out and do my thing." I don't think I gain anything from this. No. I don't think anybody gains anything from that. Um, Maybe Linux heads will if they... Yeah, but do you really think that Linux heads are that concerned about gaming when they're already uh, content with using Wine? Are they? Like, how good is it? Is my question. I don't know. I'm removed from that, from that. I do believe that Wine is basically the way that people who have Linux play all their games. That's, that's what they use. Right. They don't wait for them. I mean, there's no Linux ports of pretty much anything. Um, so if you wanted to play the latest PC game that came out, you're going to have to use the wine. Yeah. You want. Part of me, so part of me thinks that, like, yay for them because if this takes off, and I don't want to say if this builds Steam, if this takes off, and what it means is not that it's going to benefit Steambox itself successfully, but it's going to increase the amount of attention that developers pay to making a game Linux compatible, then the Linux head doesn't have to worry about using Wine. Same token, there's some crazy people out there who are like, I want to use Wine. I want to make it as complicated as possible because I like tweaking things like that. You know, and and I, I kind of say that indignantly, but there are people like that who, like, they want to have their things complex because they don't want to, they, they feel that if it's simpler, they feel like an idiot. I would rather be an idiot and have things work for me. As, 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 Simplicity as is a good thing. What is? Simplicity. Yeah. So, oh, there's one more interesting thing. There's a thing called the Piston, which is made by this company. It's about a box that is maybe the size of this, like, aluminum water bottle that I'm holding, which is maybe about, uh, like, a liter or so. And it's basically a modular computer that, instead of a motherboard, it's, like, laid out flat, and I'm pantomiming, so I'm just going to stop. It's a flat. It, it, we are traditionally used to flat motherboards where you stick, you open up a case and you stick cards in horizontally and you close it back up. This thing's like, oh no, it's a small little cube, and you open it. Like you can separate the walls of the cube. Each of the walls is like its own module. So this might be the graphics. So if you want to update your graphics, all you have to do is buy, like, swap out that wall and put in a new wall. And Valve made a huge investment in this. And while that is not the Steam box, that like apparently that's going to you know kind of go places I don't know so that was just something interesting that I saw come out of there I don't I think it's pretty cool that it's as small as it is mm-hmm. um, but again as long as I have that laptop I kind of don't care uh, anything else game related from CES that piqued your interest or should we move on to the small stuff Let's before we close up small stuff, small stuff. I don't think anything else really came out of CES nope. I mean it's mostly like 4K TVs yeah, yeah TV <laughs> shit god okay so I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be pessimistic about it because yeah it'll be cool when it's affordable it's not affordable right now so I don't care yeah um, so okay so other things that are randomly popping by uh, Luigi's Mansion is coming out on March 24th Al you called this one out what, yeah. is, what does Luigi mean to you uh, well, Luigi is he your spirit animal fucking bringing Luigi's Mansion out that, that, they were talking about that before the 3DS even came out this is true and it's now 2013 and they're finally releasing this thank you how many uh, years? What? How many uh, years since they like been? No, no, I don't even know. What did you think about the original Luigi's Mansion, Kobe? Uh, it was um, it was okay. It, it it was fine for what it was. It was 
in terms of it being a launch game, it wasn't as good as say a, a Mario game would be, but yeah. it it was enjoyable. Because what I and and maybe this is you know secondhand because I've heard it said so much and I believe it as well, but I feel like what I've seen is this this strange kind of. Maybe it's not strange because then that would explain the cult following. But there's like a cult following of like, where's my next Luigi's Mansion? Where's my next Luigi's Mansion? And I enjoyed the game like you did. I didn't really care to have a sequel for it. But yeah, yeah. but now that they announced it and it's coming out and I see it, I'm like, I suddenly want to play it again. And I don't know. Where, I, I kind of don't know where that comes from. You, you Al, I know you're a huge fan of, of, of the original, though. Yeah, I didn't even finish the game. I, <laughs> what? I, I didn't finish it, but um, I think I lost it. Oh, uh, somewhere along the way. Ah, oh. I know it sucks. Ah, oh. yeah. oh. okay. Next up. Um, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Mario. There's some other games coming out. Oh, this spring too. Okay. Like Shin Megami Tensei: Devil Summer of Soul Hackers. <laughs> <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei. What was it? Devil Summoner. Devil Summoner. Devil Summoner Soul, Soul Hackers. Hackers. Fourteen uh, syllables. Uh, are there multiple colons? Yes, two. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, and then that's uh that comes out April sixteenth. Um, Monster Hunter Three Ultimate comes out on Wii U and 3DS March nineteenth, and the game will also be available. For oh, Wii U release on both systems during this launch time frame, and a demo will be made available February twenty first. And Activision's The Walking Dead: colon, Survival Instinct, the so-called Ugh. FPS adaptation of the television series, comes out March twenty sixth. Great. On Wii U. I don't think there are enough shooters on the market. We need more. Um, Pandora's Tower. That's a thing. That's a thing. That. Um, so. That, well, no, I was just going to give the context, but you can't if you want to. Oh, um, yeah. It's one of the three games that uh, gamers clamored, begged Nintendo to release in North America that were only out in Japan. For what system? That, For that's Wii. why I want. And uh, then they were released in Europe. With English language, and they were not released in America. Gamers complained, and Xseed decided to bring Xenoblade over to America first, then the last story, and finally they're going to be bringing over Pandora's Tower, which is the third game of the request list. So, uh, theoretically, Project Operation Rainfall was a success. Was success, but now I was just reading comments and people like shitting on the whole operation. Like they said. I, it's just fucking comments. I call them bitch forums. So <laughs> somebody was like, oh, Operation Rain- Rainfall had absolutely no um, uh, f- uh, impact on whether Exceed decided to do this. Cause, oh, they're saying that, eh, well, whatever. Yeah, I don't really care for what he says. But then another guy was looking on Beachy Charts, and he said um, he said that... Xenoblade did pretty sold, well, didn't it? Well, it sold 480,000 copies. That's not bad. Worldwide. All things all considered. Worldwide. And, oh, world. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well. And uh, it was like only 160k in Japan and more in America than it was in Japan and and Europe. And then last story was about equal, but it was like 20,000 more in Japan. Hmm. Um, so like you could see why Nintendo didn't want to release <clears throat> these games outside of Japan because they didn't think that it was going so well when they're used to seeing five, ten million sales. Right. That's the Activision way, and that's yeah. what bothers me about it is that. Activision's like, if there's not something that we can serialize and churn and sell millions of copies, we're not going to do it. And so it's just like, well, great. There, there, there are tons of great niche games and, and niche like ideas that you don't need to sell a million for it to be successful. You could still probably make a healthy chunk of money off of it. That's their thing. But they're like, nope. 
And if the only thing you have to do is the translation, then I think a couple hundred thousand copies is more than the enough. Translations to, already done. Yeah, because it went. Oh, yeah. It came out in so, Europe, right? So, so like, so it's just distribution. Was, yeah, that's no it. Not to do that's it. That's it. At least with Xenoblade, um, it's literally the PAL version, just with NTSC. Uh, you know, oh yeah, with the with, uh, with the British the voice acting and yeah, the, and the subtitles are also Brit. Kalauer, uh, on hour. What are the other words like that? I don't know. Um, oh, they spell draft like laugh. That's cool. Um, <laughs> which is really funny that the Wii is getting games when the Wii U might not be. What's the deal with that hair? Um, yeah, I was just reading that Nintendo was announcing dates and shit, and uh, they're falling off. Yeah, January through March, uh, their lineup of Gamer Wario, Wonderful 101, We Fit You, and Pikmin 3, they uh, were supposed to be out by March 31st, you know, that launch window. God. Mm. They're going to now arrive in the first half of the year. What? Allegedly. So, have either of you ever heard of a, what was it, November, what was it, a four-month launch window? Is it four months? November, December, January, February, March. Five months. Five. <laughs> like, I don't know. That that that's that, that's just ridiculous to me. I, I and I'm not saying that. Oh, that means that the launch was a failure because like you're looking at an N64 that launched two games. But just like the idea that they're saying like, oh, I just I just don't like it when they're disingenuous, and I feel like I feel like lately Nintendo can be the most disingenuous of all three publishers just by the way that they present themselves and the way that they talk about their things and what's coming out and and there's this whole thing about how they were, Reggie was just like and obviously he's going to say this but like we think that our version of Black Ops 2 is the most is the best looking of all the platforms when you know and I, I said the last time but Digital Foundry went in and did a comparison of all three games and they're like yeah the Wii one's like the Wii U one is, is by far the worst so I, it just bothers me but like I guess this means that I can wait longer before picking this up anyway because yeah, that, that helps me out too. <laughs> are you you are going to pick one up at some point in your life? Yeah, at some point, just because I'll have everything. But yeah, yeah, it's so far I haven't seen anything really that's captured my attention. I want to play Bayonetta two. That's about it on the horizon. Uh, that's a what here. Here's what what worries me about that. What what about Bayonetta two made it such that. It's a Wii U exclusive. Besides the fact that perhaps Nintendo paid them a little bit of chump change to make it exclusive, did the other publishers, uh, did the other uh, platform holders just be like, yeah, we'll pass on that? I think so. Maybe, or maybe it's just a timed exclusive, you know, or one of those uh, piss off uh, Shinji Mikami exclusives. <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, um, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, I'll cut off my head if it ever comes to another platform. Yeah, that there was a story behind that. Um, Do tell, huh? Do tell. I'm curious about that. Uh, Let me see if I can find it. But um, from what I remember of reading the story, is Shinji Mikami was really pissed off that these games came out for um, PS2, the other consoles. Yeah, like it really was supposed to be because right, it it wasn't like designed to or something like to work with. PS2, I don't know. Well, that you know, that actually became evident when you, like, there, there's some people, like, like a digital foundry. I don't know if it was them who did it, but, you know, they took a look at the, the, the Resident Evil for PS2, and they're like, yeah, this isn't as good. I mean, like, people don't care because it worked fine, but, like, I, I guess it was hard to get it to work on that, and then, like, there there's some frame rate issues or textures issues or whatever, that, and then the same thing happened with Killer7. Um, but, so he was mad because... 
of that or because uh, I got it up here. Okay. Um oh internet. Uh-huh. Uh you know, it brings up the thing about the uh cut cutting it yeah. of quote. Well, head's still there. There's a reason why McHenry seems so antagonistic towards Sony. What's more, there's a reason why the game didn't end up on the original Xbox either. Huh. Uh, That's a good question. Get Resident Evil away from Sony, according oh. to Eurogamer. He saw two new upcoming consoles, GameCube, Xbox, and the Xbox co-creator actually met with Mikami, and the meeting went horribly. I remember reading this. Um, they... I'm just reading the article, it says the entire meeting was conducted in Japanese, and Bacchus, who doesn't speak Japanese, got notes explaining what was being said. Oh, shit. Mikami's body language and tone, however, showed that he wasn't exactly pleased by what he was hearing from the Xbox Japan staff. Meeting ended abruptly, Mikami bowed and left. And this is from the Eurogamer piece. The translator explained Mikami had confirmed what Microsoft had heard that he was frustrated developing for PlayStation 2, which was tough to work with. Oh. His team's bonuses were tied to game sales. He needed a reason. Oh, from Sony, you mean? Like, that was a... Oh, no, no, no. Okay, well, I got the, it. Yeah. The, you know, the, the bonuses from Capcom. Right. If you sell a certain amount of games, we'll give you a bonus. Right. Um, he said he needed a reason, a way to explain the shift away from the wildly successful PlayStation 2, the dominant platform at the time, to right. the Xbox, which had yet to launch, and which, in most Japanese eyes, was doing a failure. What do you guys have to offer, he asked bluntly. <laughs> For Mikami, Nintendo said games were toys, created by brilliant Shigeru Miyamoto. Sony said games were entertainment, powered by the emotion engine. Microsoft had no answer. Mm. And Kevin Backus says, I almost jumped out a window because we said repeatedly over and over and over that we aspire to enable games that can be considered to be art, much like film. So the guy who reported to me said, oh, that's so great. I wish I had known that. <laughs> but unfortunately, Oops. It's too late. It's all uh, politics, man. So that's why it went to Nintendo. Right. Because they didn't uh, want to go to Sony. They felt that Microsoft was going to drop the ball. So it was like, fuck it. Least of three evils. Go to Nintendo. Well, so 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 I'm just... The Bayonetta thing. Hmm? Yeah, the Bayonetta thing. I don't think... Uh, I think that... Well, I feel that I remember someone saying that uh, it wasn't going to get picked up. But they had done some work on it. Uh, and so Nintendo just offered to... Re- you know, publish it, mm. and that's where that came from. But yeah. I'm not 100 percent on that. I just, I just hope it didn't speak to the quality of it. You know, because y- you never know if they're just like, yeah, we're not going to pick it up because it, 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 you know, it. If they're saying we're not going to pick it up because it didn't do as well as we thought it would, that's fine. I just don't want it to be shitty. I just did. Yeah, want to be neutered. That, well, yeah, agreed. Because of um, the sales on GameCube of. Vag Seven. Yeah, they had Capcom was like, Piano Four, Joe Two, oh, God. Piano Four, Piano Three. Which I still have. Oh, you should three. know that you He's owned it. Long. Yeah, but I haven't seen it in a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, those those games, you know, they didn't sell well. So you know, they took the best selling games, Beautiful Joe and uh, yeah. Resident Evil Four, and they just re released them on uh, PS. I just I just wonder why Mikami was so frustrated with Sony. Like it it was was like was he that frustrated with the system? He's probably really that frustrated yeah. with the development because PlayStation well, 2. Well, I was saying the system as opposed to the politics of what Sony demands. Oh, I think it's probably related to the um, the development because he's a developer. Yeah. I don't think it's more outside of the yeah. technological aspect of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny how things change because I know, you know, 
I feel like Microsoft came in with the whole like uh, with this generation of the whole like yeah you know we we have our XNA architecture it's going to be easy for just the Windows guys to come over and develop for us and like that that was kind of healthy for a while and then Sony's like fuck we got to do something okay all right that's it we'll get stuff like Journey we'll get stuff like Flow we'll get all these indie guys onto our thing and they're gonna love us and so like now it's you know, as far as, like, the indie stuff goes, like, sometimes, like, people working for XBLA are just, like, I cannot stand these stupid, like, all these got rules and regulations for posting my game to XBLA. I'm just going to go to Sony. <laughs> so, you know, things always fucking flip-flop. Like, yep. th- the whole Fez thing. You hear about the Fez thing with, with XBLA? Yeah. Like, yeah. the whole patch, and yeah, he's just, can. like... He's like, I'm not going to, you know, put an update on there because, like, they're charging me $10,000 to do it. And Microsoft is just like, we made things clear to him. He knew what he was getting into. And, like, also, like, he's totally blowing things out of proportion. And, like, it's, I don't know. It's it's just weird to me. It, it makes me think on the same level of, like, Activision, you know, what, what where, where its roots were and where, where it is now. Oh. You know. Yeah. This is the whole like we we want our names on these games. We're you know we're we're artists and we're and then now they're just like yeah. How many copies can I sell? Nine million. I'll sell for ten. Yeah. So, uh, lastly, Al, do you want to talk about Final Fantasy? Fuck you, give me money. Yeah, why not? Um, I'm gonna read this a little Which bit. Which Gideon is now caught up on, unfortunately for him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I love this title of this article by Mike Fahey on Kotaku. It says, um, Final Fantasy All the Bravest is $46 of in-app purchases looking for a game. Uh, and I'm just going to see if he did, if he breaks down uh, what the purchases are. So look for the purchases. I think I'm going to try to explain the game. It's a mobile game. It's based on a Final Fantasy franchise. It uses the music and the sprites from all the games. And... Uh, and I think you watched it more in depth than I did because I kind of glanced at it, laughed at it, and then closed it. But it's like, you have 30 characters in your party, and yep. they all beat up on monsters, but you don't control any of it. You you don't directly control directly. the attack that they're doing, or even, I'm not sure, who they're targeting. Wh- yeah, they're targeting. Yeah, they're targeting. It, you just scribble on the screen with your finger. And then as you win battles, you get money and experience, and then with more money, you get... What characters and like abilities? You open That's what it seems like, yeah. But the problem is that I, you know, to this day, and I shouldn't say to this day because I only learned about it two days ago. But as of now, I still don't understand what it exactly it is that you do to play the game itself. It's like distill. It's like taking the mechanics out of it and throwing it out the window and just saying, "This is something where you can get new stuff if you keep on doing what you're doing, even though what you're doing isn't very good at all." And I don't get it. <laughs> in the short amount of time that I was looking at it, uh, I didn't see much in the way of exploration, whether it be in, in an overworld or a dungeon. It, was like a it line just map. seemed like, yeah, it just seemed like an overworld of, say, a tactics game, and you go in from point A to point B to point C to point D. Yeah, and, and it's an enemy. Battle. It's just and, an enemy, yeah, right? And then, it's, yeah, all of a sudden you're fighting people, and you have no control over anything. Like the enemy will attack, and it, all your characters are one-hit kills. So basically, your enemy doesn't attack; you're gonna lose a character. Yeah, or two, or four, or eight, or sixteen. And then, like, you can spend like some money to buy this bonus. Oh, okay. So you you've got it. Okay. Yes. So uh, <coughs> I will say. Uh, let's see. Let's let's scroll this back a little bit. Um, <laughs> I'm just in the middle of a thought, of course. Yeah. Much more interactive is the ability to pay for all the things. 
At this point, I've come to grips with the fact that Square Enix can't release a game on iTunes for under $5 that isn't positively packed with opportunities to purchase more content. <sighs> so when I saw the three ninety nine price tag for Final Fantasy All the Bravest, I was fully prepared for that number to rise exponentially once I started playing. The company did not disappoint. <laughs> the game gets an early start asking for cash via the party renewal system. During battles, enemies attack at regular intervals, steadily decreasing the number of characters in the party. Should all characters perish, the player has two options. Wait until they respawn at a rate of one every three minutes, or two hours, for all of them. Or spend 99 cents on items that will instantly bring all characters back to the battlefield. Actually, there's a third option. Back out of the game, or back out of the battle and try again with a full party. But this option isn't well documented, and many angry iTunes reviewers stop playing before discovering it. <laughs> the PayFest continues with premium characters, 35 big names from Final Fantasy history that will bring their powerful abilities to the player's party for 99 cents apiece. Drop a dollar, and the game randomly delivers... Randomly! Cloud. Randomly! <laughs> <laughs> wow. The game randomly delivers Cloud or Yuna or any of the other premium characters. There's no way to pick and choose. You just gotta keep paying until the one you want shows up. As an added bonus, these premium characters are automatically assigned party slots. So if you unlock a character you don't like, tough. What are we at now? $39? Figuring the option... To unlock additional adventures through Final Fantasy 7, 10, But what are those adventures? Line maps? They're maps. For $3.99 a shot, and the grand total comes to just under $51. For $50 and change, Final Fantasy Old Bravest delivers an abridged wow. tour of some of Final Fantasy's finest moments and a chaotic explosion of iconic pixel art, all set to wonderful music that's inspired a generation of What players. finest moments? All I saw were... It looked like something from Final Fantasy 1-ish, or maybe 4, but I didn't see any fine moments, that's for sure. It's nostalgia. Nostalgia supported by enough spectacle to distract potential investors to the fact that most of the memorable content can be had elsewhere without spending a single penny on in-app purchases. And this is why I don't want mobile gaming to take over, because that mentality is going to somehow penetrate into games that we play exactly i'm saying that's where when i was talking about the business model being the problem yeah like microtransactions are, are already yes yeah, seeping their way into the popular games like uh i can't think of any offhand because i don't play them i refuse to play them yeah. but i i hear i hear things yeah. <laughs> um yeah i i refuse i can't i because it doesn't end, basically. That's that's the problem. Yeah. There, there's no end to this stuff. Uh, Ashura's right? Wrath wants you to pay to download the quote-unquote true ending yeah. for that really? game. That's what it's called. It's called true ending DLC. <laughs> like, really? Oh, man. Now I'm really not going to pay any money for that game. Like, <laughs> he thinks I, I have I that. Gonna, that's on the oh, black yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to buy that, and it was like fourteen ninety nine or something. I'm like, nope, it's not low enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> you got, I, I got to mention... That at the end of this article, they describe what the game says. Final Fantasy, all the bravest. And it says genre. Character collection with RPG overtones. Wow. Wow. So it's character collection. It's That's a genre. They're toys, essentially. That is a very descriptive... It's a very good description. It's the evolution of Skylanders. No, pretty much. It's the de-evolution, because Skylanders is a game still. That's true. <laughs> no, but I mean, in the cynical view of this... is of thi As games evolve, yeah, they become yeah. shittier. Yeah. This is... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
Oh, my God, all the bravest. No, thank you. And I think that's where we're going to leave it because uh, I'm sweating in my seat because I've been sitting on my butt very long. I'm going to wash these jeans. That's kind of gross. Anyway, I want to give a big thank you to Kobe, a.k.a. real name Gideon Bryant. He's not in the NBA Finals because he's not Kobe. He's better. Very true. He's here with us. That's why he's better. Uh, any last words or any any last remarks about mobile gaming or polar bears or, you know, bears. 24? Uh, I'm looking at things in my room and, and just saying them. Lint rolls. Mm, I got nothing. PHP. PHP? PHP. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, nothing Octopi. there either. That's Al over there. Yeah, I'm over here. I'm looking at this silly thing. It, it's got a, a screenshot of uh, Final Fantasy Old Bravest. What is it? And it's got 30 characters and it's got Kefka. And the, at the top is Kefka saying, this is just dreadful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Sums it up. Yeah. So that was Al. That's Kefka. I've been your host, Austin, and we're gone. To